0: Salutations and welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez joined as always by my co-host my husband and my brother.
1: Hi I'm John Paul
2: Vasquez. Hi I'm Travis Hunter.
0: This week we're recording live from Teeny Town discussing the 2019 supernatural horror film Dr. Sleep. Mike Flanagan both directed the film and wrote the screenplay, adapted from the Stephen King novel of the same name. This film stars Ewan McGregor as an adult Danny Torrance, Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat, and Kylie Curran as Abra Stone. The film not only serves as an adaptation to the novel Dr. Sleep, but doubles as a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's 1980 horror classic, The Shining. So what did you guys think of Dr. Sleep the first time you saw it?
2: Honestly, I really liked it, and... Mike Flanagan had such a difficult task ahead of him man, because, first of all, Stephen King has gone on record for decades saying how unsatisfied he was with Kubrick's The Shining. So first, he had to convince Stephen King that the public would enjoy a sequel to that film while also remaining faithful to the novel as to not piss off Stephen King and his legion of fans. So, you know, it, it was a very difficult task. I think he did a great job with it. I do remember seeing the trailer for this movie, and I was so excited for it, and then I didn't go to see it.
0: See, and that's the thing. I love The Shining. I read The Shining and Doctor Sleep, and when it came out, and it was done by Mike Flanagan. Exactly. I was very, super fucking excited, and then I never made it to the movies. We ended up watching it for the first time not too long ago here. We yeah, why didn't it. we ever go? I don't, I don't know. I don't and know. And it's, it's
2: kind of a problem because because of the massive like box office success yeah. of it. And there was another film. It might have been chapter one and two, potentially. I'm Probably. not sure. But even though Doctor Sleep made all of its money back and then some, they considered it like a box office failure as compared to those two. And it's like, all I can say for that is lesson learned. If you see a movie coming out in theaters that you're excited about, you have to, you just have to go see it. Go support it. You have to support it because you know that's how everybody makes decisions. Oh, we'll make more of these because, or, or which sucks this director because this will is, get another opportunity because you know this
0: is arguably a better film
2: than it or it. chapter oh, 2 hands, to me, hands down. Not even oh, not yeah. even any question.
1: I really like the movie, and I don't know anything about the books because I don't read as much as you do. <laughs> Yeah, but I didn't read them either. just yeah, but just by watching them, and I I, I liked it. I do have questions, but I right. mean yeah, of course we'll get into that a little later. Mm-hmm. But I, as a whole, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it
2: a lot.
0: Yeah, and I want to fangirl out about Mike Flanagan just for a moment <laughs> before we move on. No, please do. I would watch Mike Flanagan direct traffic, <laughs> like. A, he has done a few Stephen King adaptations at this point and the little breadcrumbs that he drops mm-hmm. in dialogue or in like this dude is a, he's a constant reader. He is a Stephen King fan. He respects the source material mm-hmm. and I mean, any changes that are made fucking improve upon the source material. Right,
2: And that's, dude, when you think about that and you get the praise Of Stephen King for having done it. yeah. You know, we can argue all day over the Shining adaptation from Stanley Kubrick. He changed a lot of things that a lot of people weren't happy with. Ended up with a classic, maybe one of the most classic horror films of all time. As I was talking to Dad today, he's like, but as an adaptation, it's not good. Of course, I said the same
0: thing. It's not, but but it's a fantastic movie. But
2: when you look at Mike Flanagan, you're like, yeah, sure. He changed a lot in this movie to fit the sequel and the book at the same time. But every change he made... Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. There wasn't a point in time that I was like, oh, well, that's a weird. That's an odd choice. Yeah. So, you know, as a person who didn't read the book, there was nothing that stood out as bad. And I mean,
0: he's
1: just. I I can agree with that because I didn't like I said, I didn't read any of the books either. Mm -hmm. But it's a good just as a movie is great. I liked it. Yeah, Yeah, he is
0: just masterful. The Haunting of Hill House. Well, I'm glad that you
1: <laughs> pay attention to who directs or does what, because I don't give a shit whose name is what. Honestly, oh I do, no, yeah, and I don't mean think... it, in, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But I, I really don't like. I mean, if it's just if it looks good, I want to go see it. It doesn't matter whose name is on it. But she's always like, when you guys talk about this Flanagan guy, mm-hmm. it's always oh well, everything he does is great. Well, I guess obviously I like it because all the movies that. We're watching. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying as well. I mean, what? But that's what I'm saying. I'm glad that you keep up with it because I don't. My head doesn't keep <laughs> that kind of information.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Haunting of Hill House is arguably the best thing on Netflix. If, that no, ever yeah. if you if you haven't seen it and you just want to see this man's work, I would recommend going to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, hush and Hush, uh, Oculus, Oculus, Gerald's game.
2: I mean, um, see, he, I like all of those except, yeah, for Hush, but
0: I appreciate again that he works with a small group of actors I love like that so he much. recycles them through his project. I can't say enough good things about Mike Flanagan. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I rather
2: than gush about him for yeah, hour, man, yeah. everything, <laughs>
0: everything that he's involved in. I am in 100 percent. But he especially has my heart in the way he handles Stephen King adaptations.
2: He cares and he knows that other people care. Yes. When you're adapting material, you can ask for anything more.
0: For sure. Now, before we drink the steam out of this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's dare to go back. Now, obviously, this film relies heavily on already having seen The Shining. If you haven't, I would advise you go watch it or even listen to our previous episode as a refresher. So as the film opens, we immediately hear music from The Shining. Yeah. And then we see the vintage Warner Brothers logo.
2: It looks exactly like the opening yeah, and yeah. I
0: feel like this really kind of sets the stage for the parallels that are coming between mm-hmm. Dr. Sleep and The Shining. And then we get an aerial shot, you know, coming onto right. I guess a campground.
2: Also, again, the aerial shots are not that Kubrick owns aerial shots, but it's <laughs> another homage it, to The Shining in yes. a yeah.
0: We're in Florida in 1980, which is also when shit went down at the Overlook exactly. in The Shining. Take a shot every time we say "The Shining." It's gonna. You'll be dead. (laughs) You'll You'll die. (laughs) Yeah, you will die. Um, So, a little girl named Violet, who I recognized immediately as Nell, as young Nell from Hill House. She's played by Violet McGraw. She is going to pick flowers.
2: So, Violet is Violet. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: <laughs> um, and I guess it's 1980 because she's just like, Mom, I'm going to pick some flowers. Yeah. And Mom's like, I. Yeah, like 2020, it's
2: it'd be the helicopter parent. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, she, I guess, goes to like the stream to pick flowers and we meet Rose the Hat.
2: Yes, we do. <laughs> Just very quickly. I know
0: you have some comments.
2: Rose the Hat, let's just say Rebecca Ferguson, all right? Yes. She created a very captivating performance for this character. Absolutely. Honestly, very easily, one of the best parts of the film. For sure. And I was impressed because to me, whenever you look at The Shining, there's not really a villain per se. Things happen, and, you know, Mm -hmm. but to have a villain in this universe is an interesting
0: dynamic, uh, yeah.
2: And for her, to hold up with the history of this film and do well, yeah, it's it's incredible, and I just wanted to shout out her performance because I was very captivated by it.
0: Was that all you wanted to shout out? Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter.
2: <laughs>
1: no, I think she did a good job.
0: Excellent too. job, yeah.
1: But I do want to say, and I know it's just, I feel like a young Michelle Pfeiffer would have done a better job.
0: I wouldn't say better, but I could definitely mm. see her in the role.
1: But I love Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Well, who so. doesn't love Michelle Pfeiffer? That's
2: well, fair. then there's my point. <laughs> I, I think I think she brought what was needed to the role. Absolutely. No, she did. She no, was yeah, very yeah. alluring.
0: Yeah, and scary. Yeah, and yeah.
2: she brought with her a wisdom. I don't know. I, I thought it was good. No, to no she but did a she damn did a good job. She did an excellent job. job. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did but a real good job.
0: Um, this is the first time we see her. Hmm. She kind of seems harmless. Uh, she's talking to Violet, and she's trying to show her magic. And as she's talking to Violet, a man appears in the woods mm-hmm. and is looking at them. She is talking about her hat and how she wears it so much that her friends call her Rose the Hat and her hat's magic. And
3: right.
2: she has
0: Violet reach in and pull out a Violet. Mm-hmm. And then there are more people in yeah. the woods looking at them.
2: And it makes me laugh because Violet's obviously getting concerned at this point. Yeah. And Rose the Hat's like, no, you're missing the trick. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, eyes on me. All Eyes on me. <laughs>
1: Don't so, look at the creepy assembly. Yeah, she, um, <laughs> she looked like she didn't give a shit. And then when they appeared, she's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, What's yeah. yeah.
2: Um, In the way that it's shot, they're perfectly centered between the trees. Very, it's very, very, eerie. very creepy. Very yeah. eerie.
0: So Rose kind of distracts Violet by eating the flower and Violet says, no, don't eat it. It's special. And Rose says, the special ones have the best taste, which right. is heavy foreshadowing. Exactly. Done in a very yeah. clever very way, I Very smart way. Yeah, yeah.
2: The thing about that, to me, is that whenever she says that, her eyes kind of start glowing. Yes. There's yeah. the hat. And I'm like, again, Stephen King universe. I'm like, are these deadlights?
0: <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck is happening? <laughs> she's
2: playing Pennywise basically in this yeah. scene. You want like with what happened with Georgie, yeah. but just in a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: at this point, the people in the woods start advancing mm-hmm. and Rose holds her arm so that she can't get away. And then it fades to black.
1: Why do they all look like they just got out of an AA meeting? Like <laughs> They all, they
0: look a little rough. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like it's, you would think if they're like a little cult or a little group, they'd uh-huh. at least dress better or they would have <laughs> kind this... of matching uniforms or something. Uniforms? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying you guys are, you know, you're targeting people or uh-huh. children or whatever and wanting you know whatever you're doing.
0: Maybe it was a rough time and that's why they I mean we can we'll, we'll talk about it right, more. Right, yeah. um,
2: it's a bohemian lifestyle it seems. Yeah. But continue. Mm.
0: So, normally, I wouldn't even talk about the title card of a film, Mm -hmm. but this one, we get a shot of the snowy overlook, and then on top of the shot, slowly builds the iconic carpet of the overlook, right? and then we get the title, Dr. Sleep, and I mean, it's just...
2: (sighs) It's just great. Yeah, it's real good.
0: Just even that, you're like, hell (laughs) yeah, like I'm in. Yeah. So we're back at the Overlook in 1980. Mm -hmm. And Danny is riding his big wheel. And at this point, from the back that we're seeing, it is indistinguishable from the shiny.
2: Absolutely. Framing, camera movement, lighting, everything looks the same. exactly the the same. The sets, I read that the sets were actually built from the Kubrick, I guess, the estate Gave the original blueprints to Mike Flanagan and the production, huh. so they could recreate cool. the sets. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's really cool. cool. Perfectly. Well, I saw and they that did.
0: they had recreated it, and he was like, "No, it that's looks really cool. it looks too aged and too old." And so right. they did it again. Interesting. Like, he was like, "We're getting this right." Basically,
2: there were only, I believe, three shots that were reused from yes. Kubrick's The Shining, uh-huh. just to say off the top. No, yeah. The recreation is so meticulous and incredible. It's like Just enough incredible. to make
0: you like gasp. Like, am, yeah. I, am I? Is this? I a, thought. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm, I'm really glad they did that. Too, yes. That they yeah. Didn't like, try to change it in a way to no. make no. it like fit with, the, I guess, now or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's looked exactly, exactly like
2: it. Mean. Even worse, uh, Mike Flanagan, from what I read, had to convince Stephen King that Kubrick's Overlook Hotel was more iconic than Stephen King's mini-series, The Shining Hotel.
0: Oh, Stephen.
2: And <laughs> as much as I respect Stephen King, the pop culture war happened and yeah. he lost. I'm yeah. sorry. And so I'm so glad that he allowed them to go with Kubrick's Overlook Hotel. Absolutely.
0: But he's rounding the corners, just like he did in The Shining, and he stops outside room 237 and the door opens. And you can barely see something moving in the shadows. And then that naked old woman (laughs) comes up to the door. And then Danny is waking up. I guess this is a nightmare he's remembering in his dream. And he goes to the bathroom and hears water splashing. And he opens the door. Someone's at the tub. The hand grabs at the curtain, very akin to when the young naked woman pulls the curtain aside for Jack Torrance Mm -hmm. in In The Shining. Shining. Shining, Take a shot. Um, (laughs) So Danny closes the door and stands in the hallway. The knob of the bathroom starts turning and Danny wets himself.
2: He—that's a lot of piss. It was a, well. That that's was why a he was lot. going to the bathroom. Well, he's yeah. like I already had to go, and then I got, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I got, got scare pee yeah. Yeah. F- P- <laughs> scared pee on so, top of it. Yeah, fantastic. Scared pee. You know, everybody knows scared pee is is that more, right. more, more volume, more, <laughs> more pee.
0: <laughs> so Wendy comes up behind him and holds him. His mother. His mom. And Wendy is played by Alex Esso, and to me, she sounded just Dude, like Shelley Duvall.
2: There are moments where it's indistinguishable.
0: It's insane. But she changes Danny, at his pants. I mean, he's not wearing a diaper, yeah, obviously, no. but she gets him changed, and he is sucking his thumb. And like the same form of regression that we saw in The Shining
2: when, when he, he encountered the woman in
0: room 237. Huh. Um So Wendy mentions that Danny has not spoken since they left the Overlook. So later, Danny's outside sitting on a bench and he is joined by Dick Halloran. So for a quick recap, in The Shining, Dick was the cook at The Overlook who was the first one to really explain and even name The Shining for Danny for what he was experiencing. And Dick is played by Carl Lumbly in Dr. Sleep and fantastic casting no No, it's great like i
2: I, it's kind of a strange balance because the new actors suggest the characters from kubrick's film enough to take you back but they're not distracting to say oh they're just doing an impression of uh, for sure you know what i mean it's perfect he weaved it like it's it's just incredible it's so good
0: definitely so Halloran reminds Danny of when they first met and how he really helped him understand the shining basically. And he says that Danny will one day do that for someone else, which almost seems like a throwaway line, but it's not. No. Danny finally speaks and he's like, no, I won't. He says that the shining is too dangerous. He doesn't want it. Like he's not going to use it. And he kind of gets pissed off because Halloran had told him that the things in the shining were just pictures in a book. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Uh, Newsflash, they're not. He's like, a picture in a book never kicked my ass, Dick. (laughs) (laughs) So Dick's like, well, to me, they were. And we kind of see how strong Danny's shine is Mm -hmm. that he was so affected by them. And to Halloran, they really were just pictures in a book. Right. Danny was physically harmed by them. And he says, and again, this is really setting up the premise of the movie that... They want to eat his shine, basically. That he shines so bright that it attracted them to him. Mm-hmm. Then he tells a story about his grandfather who died and kept coming back. And gives Danny a box to <laughs> memorize.
2: Well, he, he said something that made me laugh. Because he was talking about his grandfather and he was like, when he died... I danced and I'm like you danced like did you cabbage patch did you, was it flossing did Dick Halloran invent flossing
0: he was happy as hell Why, uh. but he gives him a box to memorize and says to turn basically his shine against them
2: so to me this kind of opens up a little bit of a situation for me that doesn't really reconcile with the original version of the shining Whenever they were talking about Room 237 in The Shining, he tells Danny to stay the hell away from there, right? Yeah. Danny, of course, doesn't oblige, and it basically is the whole movie, right? But if he's got this box that he's got in his back pocket, why would he be afraid of Room 237? Why wouldn't he just cleared it out himself?
0: Well, he's not as strong as Danny. So maybe, I mean, maybe your box corresponds to your shine.
2: But he's got the box that he's used.
0: Yeah, but maybe he's not mentally strong enough to take on the woman in the bathtub because clearly she's a badass.
2: I, I guess.
0: I mean, I don't know. I I don't. I don't know.
2: Okay. <laughs> but it, or even like later on when the shining stuff started to get real, he, he could have been like Danny. I got this whole box thing. Just fucking chill. <laughs> we can figure it out, dude. We don't even need it. We won't even have a second movie. A second movie.
0: <laughs> what? I, but well, yeah, damn.
2: <laughs> but um, I guess it's good that didn't happen so we could have this movie. Right. But continue.
0: But like you said, he tells him to memorize the box so that he can keep it in his mind. And then basically he says, well, you got to get back to your mom. And (laughs) Wendy comes up. She had lost him, which I would never let that boy out of my sight again ever after what happened at the Overlook. But um, and then Dick is just gone. So you kind of see that, you know, Danny's doing his thing and he's talking. Dick is
2: he's getting back into the shining.
0: Yeah. Dick is dead.
2: Yeah.
1: I do want to say that I was kind of confused honestly at first really? and i was like so this dude's just alive again or what <laughs> Well, I, he,
0: he lived in the book so you, you well i well that. that's what i'm saying because yeah. i
1: remember you telling me that so i was like so are they
2: redoing this, honestly or? they treaded that line in this because he could just be communicating with danny he could be alive he could be dead that's true you know what i mean yeah, that's the only. I was just like, what? I was yeah. like, so what? Depending on which you prefer, yeah. Which version?
0: Well, I feel like it's a little more concrete later, but at that's this true. Point,
2: at this point, it's yeah. Hard. Um, the score of this entire movie is very interesting because it borrows a lot from the original. Yes, it does. The Shining, but at the same time. They use elements like the heartbeat yes. sound that Dick Halloran heard whenever Danny first contacted him at The Overlook is such a re- it returns as like a, a motif lot. throughout this yes. entire film. Yes. It's very interesting. I think it's very well done.
0: Well, as it pans out, before we kind of go to the next scene, we see a missing child poster for Violet Hansen, the little girl from the beginning. Right. So this is all happening concurrently. So in the next scene, Danny and Wendy are watching Bugs Bunny. Uh-huh. which is something that they also did in The Shining. So that's canon. <laughs>
2: She's enjoying it way more than he yeah. is. She is.
0: <laughs> Danny sees the woman in the bathtub again and just bravely goes into the bathroom and locks her in that imaginary box.
2: Now, it doesn't say a word to his mom. No, no. Isn't like, excuse me, I gotta go take a shit or something. I gotta go take care of some business. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, mom, I have to go <laughs> take a shit. <laughs> like, mommy? No, he just, yeah, he just, he's like, you know what? It's not time for cartoons right now. I got, <laughs> I got
0: some business I gotta do to this. take care of. Yeah. And his, we see that his mind looks like the icy hedge maze from The right. Overlook. So after he takes care of his business, he just sits back down with Wendy and finally starts talking to her yeah. again.
2: <laughs> I just battled a ghost, you know, no right. big deal. I just I'm gotta good. go put yeah. a bitch in a box. <laughs> <Right>. You know, Thursdays, right?
0: So now we jump into the future. And Dan, Name Obi change.
1: One,
3: Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, Dan Torrance wakes up after a long night of drinking. Mm-hmm. So the naked woman he wakes up to next to in bed has thrown up mm-hmm. in the bed. This reminded me, and I'm not going to spoil anything because we're not covering it, obviously, but of a scene in The Stand, a Stephen King book, and I wonder mm-hmm. if that was a nod a to little that. A
2: homage. Dude, I remember that, yeah. yes.
0: So Dan is like, fuck this, and he goes and vomits profusely yeah. in the toilet, in the bathroom. So he looks at himself in the mirror afterwards and notices a black eye and remembers, <laughs> oh, I got into a yeah. fucking fight last night. <laughs> Which, and another thing... Again, that shows how much attention Mike Flanagan pays just to Stephen King, period. There's a line that Jack Torrance says a lot in The Shining that was not used in Kubrick's film. Mm -hmm. But every time he would get violent, he would say, it's time to take your medicine. Damn. And so Dan says that when he's fighting that dude at the bar.
2: That's like a pro All wrestler right. line for someone, yeah. who, for someone who's like Dr. Death <laughs> or Doctor, something. Dr. Dude. to take your medicine this Sunday. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> part of his promo yeah
0: (laughs) but he says that when he's fighting the dude and there's a girl that's really excited watching the fight
2: oh yeah she loves it and this
0: is the girl that i guess he goes home with and then they're doing coke at her place Mm -hmm. and then
2: he's living the good life (laughs) all right
0: (laughs) and then now we're here this morning so he realizes that his money's gone and immediately takes the girl's money out of her wallet.
2: It's implied that she took his money. So he's, he's just, he, no he's, pun reimbursing intended, he's paying, he's paying her back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he's just about to leave. And a little baby toddler comes out and is like, mommy. And it's like,
4: Fuck. ah,
1: damn.
0: His diaper is like,
1: no, yeah, yeah. It's saggy it's and soiled. It's rough.
0: So he picks the baby up, gives him some Cheez-Its, and just puts him in the vomit bed with his mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm out. And Dick appears and is like, come on, bro. Yeah. he d- <laughs> At least put the money back. And Dan's like, she took mine. So he, he doesn't put it
1: yeah. back. No, he doesn't.
2: <laughs> it's like... <laughs> When I saw that I was like, okay, so Halloran's gonna be the spirit guide to these proceedings. Yeah. Or he's just gonna be a dude that makes Dan feel like shit for right? yeah. all his bad choices. He's like, damn, man. Yeah. Again? He's just watching everything. Yeah. Don't fight that guy. God damn it. God yeah. Dan. Dan That's funny.
0: <laughs> so now we're in Long Island, New York, and we see Andy, played by Emily Aylin Lind, sitting in a movie theater watching Casablanca.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A man shows up and sits next to her. He says she's prettier than her picture. She says he's older. So it's like, yeah. You already kind of see where this yeah. is going. Yeah. So Rose is sitting and watching, eating popcorn a few rows back. <laughs> and with her is the first guy that appeared in the woods when she was, you know schmoozing with violet right and it's crow daddy mm-hmm. played by zane McLarnon.
2: i didn't remember it until you said it but mm-hmm. he was great in fargo total, the tv series total badass in i fargo. totally forgot that, yeah. that was him um both rose and crow are wearing hats in the movie theater <laughs> i can't imagine sitting behind them like rude <laughs> what are you in disguise taking fucking hats i'm yeah. trying to watch
0: casablanca <laughs> Um, He, I guess, is showing Andy to Rose. Right. And Rose is like, well, she's not very steamy. And he's like, well, bitch, just wait a minute. Like, check this out. He's seen her do this three times now. Andy tells this guy to go to sleep and he immediately goes to sleep. And now Rose is like, hmm, she's finally a little (laughs) interested. Uh, Andy takes his money and then starts cutting his face into two lines that I guess are supposed to mimic a snake bite right basically she's like well you can explain a missing wallet but you know good luck explaining this Mm -hmm. and she says that every time he sees himself in the mirror he needs to say out loud i like little girls which is like (laughs) fuck
2: now i have to say while i enjoy this reboot of to catch a predator i (laughs) (laughs) i was not i don't know why she had to eat his blood
0: it was an odd
2: choice. <laughs> like, you know this dude's a creep.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I didn't even really think about it, but that like, was really I mean,
2: weird. <laughs> it's a cool visual, I guess, that she's just like, it's just like the one last fuck you to this guy. Yeah. But you're eating his blood. I don't know.
1: It... Right? What if
2: he's sick or exactly. something? Exactly. All you these bloodborne know. pathogens.
1: And why does the dude look like Commissioner Gordon? <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't <laughs> like, taint
1: Commissioner I'm Gordon. I'm just saying. I was like, why? No, I mean, he's... he's... <laughs>
2: He's going to go back to work, put up the bat signal. He's like, look, we're going to get right. this bitch. Some shit happened. <laughs> right, Batman, you yeah. got to help He's me. He's like, she she mugged me, all right? Yeah, she's, right. Oh, quit asking questions.
0: My question is, how are Rose and Crow hearing what she's saying?
2: Uh, movie logic. Because the yeah, whole time they're no. like, oh, hell. Yeah, they're like, they know, into uh, it. The volume is turned up on them. Casablanca's turned down. Maybe it's part of their power. I don't right. know.
0: Maybe. Who the hell knows? So she leaves the theater. I guess her work is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Crow follows her out, and she tells him, "You want to leave me alone?" And he just stops. And so you're kind of like, "Oh, Damn. she told that guy you want to go to sleep." He went to sleep. She tells Crow, to, "It's like, oh, okay, I right. see. That's her I power. see it." So Rose comes up and grabs her, and she's like, "You want to let me go?" And Rose is like, "No, nah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't.
2: Doesn't right. stronger, stronger stuff." Yeah. So
0: yeah, we see that Rose is is stronger and. Andy's wiles aren't aren't gonna work on her. <laughs>
1: I don't. What I don't understand is I still don't know what Crow does. Like what's his
0: power? If I,
2: that's one of my critiques. He's a scouter, I think. Honestly, about uh, kind of the entire film because as we kind of get into the group and we'll name them and everything yes. later, yeah. um, the issue I have is that the only people that have any clear power are Rose the Hat and uh, Rose the Hat. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I'm. I'm glad that you noticed that too because I <laughs> like the whole time and we watched this what a couple of times before
4: Yeah.
3: Before yeah. Before
1: this. And that I did I thought the same thing. I was like none of them have displayed anything no
2: they're just lucky that she let and them
1: then if yeah and if you guys all have this shine or some form of it or whatever mm-hmm. how is this little girl overpowering you when you've been doing this for how long exactly. hang on
0: hang on but on, somewhere, somewhere else you gotta
1: do something
2: else It <laughs> look like a badass yeah exactly. he does look yeah. like a badass yeah
0: we see dan wake up somewhere else and The first thing he does when he wakes up is try to drink out of an empty bottle. That dude
2: stays
1: fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. For real.
0: And um, it kind of pans out, and we see that he is just passed out under a bridge. Which, like, the two scenes that we've seen of adult Dan Torrance. God damn. No,
2: he's not leading his best life. (laughs) He's not. It's had to um,
0: be
1: before he joined the Jedi Council. It has to be. It was before. They wouldn't have let you <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they, uh, dude, we can't, you can't give you, you the force. If you before <laughs> Sam Jackson's like, you can't come in here, motherfucker.
0: So now we flash to Anniston, New Hampshire, and we we're at Abra's fifth birthday party. Right. She gives her mom a card that she made, and it just says hello, but there's a little smiley face in the right. O. Oh, it's cute. So there's a magician at the party and he's like making spoons float and shit and he's pulling a rabbit out of his hat and Abra goes, I can do magic too. And he's basically like sure, Jan. Like he's a very fucking dismissive.
2: Dude, he goes, That's nice, sweetie. Right. Yeah, She's like, Don't fucking patronize me.
0: <laughs> uh, so later on in the kitchen, there's silverware all over the floor, and it shows the ceiling, and all the spoons are floating on the ceiling. And her parents look fucking horrified. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Abra walks in and kinda looks proud of herself and then sees her parents and is like, Oh, like this isn't
2: right, You guys yeah. aren't happy about yeah, this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All the spoons Did clatter. She just wants to
2: impress the magician?
0: She wanted to impress her, but she was like, I told her I could fucking do magic.
1: Yeah, but who's going to clean all that now? Yeah, she's like, all right, oh, yeah, mom, showed you.
2: See you guys right. later. Bye. It's up. my birthday. Yeah. I don't have to fucking, <laughs>
0: that's what kids do. No. no. And then you got to wash all of them. It's that's like,
1: what yeah, I'm saying. Don't touch the floor. Right, wash that shit. I don't want to go play
2: outside. And how lucky. I'm sorry, but she's clearly a rich kid, and she also gets some shine. I'm just saying. Yeah. just saying. <laughs>
0: So the spoons clatter to the floor and somewhere else it seems like the spoons falling wakes Dan. Yeah. And he's asleep on a bus. It wakes him up somewhere else. Rose senses a disturbance in the forest when the spoons <laughs> fall.
2: I love that. Yeah. I love it. Because yeah. Because the way that Rose turns around, she's like, what, what was that? This? Yeah. But then she shakes it off.
0: Yeah. Well, because she's got a conversation <laughs> to have. Yeah. So she goes into her trailer and wakes up Andy, basically to say, you know, I am impressed. You ran this scam on six men in the last three months. Mm -hmm. She says that Andy's a pusher and the group hasn't had a pusher in over 40 years. So it's like, what? 40 years? Yeah. Yeah.
2: You look like you're in your 30s. Yes.
0: So we find out that Andy is 15 years old. This is when Rose gives her her kind of name for the group, which is right. Snake by Andy. She's fifteen and Rose offers her eternal springtime, basically eternal youth.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. And
0: she's like, in ten years you'll still be fifteen. In a hundred years you might be seventeen. It's like, now, oh
2: shit. This doesn't seem like a good deal to me. I mean I mean maybe I'm thinking at it ooh. the wrong way, but when I was fifteen I couldn't have I couldn't really have facial hair. <laughs> and like, so, th- so if I'm 15 and then a hundred years later, I'm 17, I'm like, Rose, my shit's still wispy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do
0: something, please? <laughs> so she makes sure she makes sure to stipulate eat well, mm-hmm. live long.
2: Right. Very clear about that.
0: Yes. So now we're in Fraser, New Hampshire, and Dan's getting off the bus that we saw him riding on earlier, I guess, when the spoons woke him up. Yeah. And the bus is called Tet Transit. And again, not going to spoil anything, but that is a clear reference to the Dark Tower series. Again, Mike
2: Flanagan, man.
0: Yes. And like you had mentioned earlier, as he's walking around, we hear his heartbeat. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that happens a lot in the movie, but every time I'm like, damn, like it's so good. (laughs) So he sees a miniature town called Teeny Town.
2: The first shot of the town is eerie to me. I don't know if it's just because the music was playing, accompanying your first sight of Teeny Town. But I was like this is eerie, but it turns out not to be.
0: It's not. No, not
2: at yeah. all. At all.
0: But we meet Billy, who's played by Cliff Curtis. No.
2: Cliff Curtis is a great actor. Mm-hmm. I uh, everything I've seen him in, I've appreciated him.
0: Him, even if the project wasn't Exactly. Good. Yeah. I was
2: going to say he was in Fear of the Walking Dead and I'm so glad that he got out <laughs> and that he's doing great films like this.
0: But Billy I guess helps helps keep up and maintain Teeny Town. I feel like he sees Dan and gets a read on him pretty immediately.
2: Right. Now, as we go on, I was wondering, honestly, if he has some He shine. had something,
0: yeah. Because he immediately, and he's like, I know your look, but it was more than that. Yeah, I mean, and
2: especially in this universe, you can't say shit like that.
0: No, no, that's true. You know? And Dan looked beat the fuck up. He looks like a <laughs> drunk did. that just got off of a bus who just got in a fight before he got <laughs> off the bus. All,
2: <laughs> all of the above is true. But...
0: <laughs> I can't. I can't even say in spite of this. I guess in spite of this, Billy goes out on a limb and gets him a room. Mm-hmm. I guess at the place that he's staying, he pays the first two weeks of rent for him. Mm-hmm.
2: Eighty five dollars a week. Yeah, that's
0: not a bad rate. Yeah, that's yeah. Not that's at a all. damn good no. rate. No, I also want to mention that in this room, this apartment, whatever that Dan is renting. One of the walls is painted completely black and can be used as a blackboard.
2: Right, because of the previous resident right. was a math teacher.
0: Yes. But I just want to... Billy, it's like, he really... He stepped up no, for this yeah.
2: dude. No, like, he does not
3: out. know you at all. You don't even know me.
0: And he he's basically like, and tomorrow we'll, we'll figure out work for you. It's like, like he completely... Damn. Yeah.
2: Everyone needs a Billy in their life. Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> so now we're at the beach and apparently... Andy has accepted the terms and conditions. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) Yeah. Rose introduces Grandpa Flick, who is played by Carol Struken, who played the Midnight Man in Gerald's Game. Mm -hmm.
2: He was also in Twin Peaks. He was also in Uh, Twin Peaks. (laughs) Dude's a good actor. I like him a lot.
0: And for the first time, we hear the name of this group, which is the True Knot. What is tied cannot be untied.
2: Pretty neat. Pretty neat. I dig it.
0: So Rose feeds Violet's steam... Out of a canister
2: to Andy. <laughs> I gotta be. I gotta be honest. At this point, I was a little confused it's because confusing. I didn't know what it was. I was like, "Is that smoke?" And she's like, "No, it's steam. Steam from the steamed girl."
4: <laughs> We're having <Steamed> steam girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I,
2: I was confused. I'll just say that it makes more sense <laughs> well, as it goes not, on. Yeah,
0: it's not something you see every day, no. so it is confusing and.
2: When when Rose opens up the canister and she starts, like, sucking a bit of the steam in, Crow is looking on like, give me a right. slice.
0: Yeah.
2: Get <laughs> a share of yeah, that he's like, Damn, that's tasty.
0: <laughs> well, so she gives it to Andy, and Andy is not as excited about the steam. Not so much. Um, she's screaming and apparently writhing in pain, and then her eyes change to that
2: glow right, that mini, Rose had. mini deadlights. Yes,
0: the mini deadlights. So in Dan's apartment, he wakes up, and sees a fly and he looks over and there's a woman's arm draped over him with flies on it he tries to get out of bed and the arm grabs him and we see her face and it's the woman from earlier that he had gone home with Mm -hmm. right that had puked in the bed and and whatever and she is quite dead yeah Mm -hmm. her face looks fucking disturbing
2: (laughs) it does her eyes are like milky yes yeah
0: So she basically says that she left her baby home alone so often that the neighbors were all used to hearing him scream and cry. So nobody came to help. So bad. Yeah. She says they haven't found us yet. Like, we're dead and nobody has found us. And then we see the baby, who's also dead, and turns around and goes, Mommy? Just like he did. It's a lot. So
2: here's my question here. I know that Dan has contacts in the spirit world and everything. (laughs) Is this... Taken as proof that these two are actually dead. That's
0: how I took it. Yeah. God damn. So, this is finally what prompts Dan to go to Billy's apartment and be like, I fucking need help.
2: Right. So, as much as he's following in Jack Torrance's footsteps of being an alcoholic, like it's kind of like this hereditary thing, Mm -hmm. at the same time, it's as if he is so afraid of using his power, the Shining, that he's drinking to suppress his ability. Which is really sad. So it seemed like what just caught up with him, he's almost realizing that, hey, maybe it's better to use it than to be whatever the hell I'm doing right now. Yeah, because it's
0: clearly not working. No. No.
1: I didn't think about that, but that that makes sense now why Definitely. he's drinking mm-hmm. all the time.
0: Because you would think that he wouldn't at all after what he went through right, with his right. dad. No,
2: and it's interesting because as we go on, once he stops drinking, things he's, progress. He right. opens up. Yes.
0: So Dan goes to an AA meeting with Billy. And that makes me wonder, is that how Billy knew, you know, Possibly, maybe, maybe he had a similar yeah. journey, Yeah, which is pretty fucking amazing of him to, oh, yeah, to pay man. it forward. Like, I just, I really love Billy. No, But he stands up and Dan is recognized for 24 hours of sobriety. Billy introduces him to Dr. John, who's played by Bruce Greenwood. He led the meeting and basically vouches for... Billy to be I mean a a sponsor I guess yeah Mm -hmm. kind of says that he's a good dude Mm -hmm. and as he's talking Dan notices him feeling his wrist yeah so Dr. John goes to leave and Dan kind of follows him and he's like hey so you left your watch at the hospital when you were visiting (laughs) that little boy What was the disease? He
2: kept saying, he was like, Gouchers, Gouchers, Gouchers. Gouchers and he's like, Goucher's disease. Yeah. And he's like, how the fuck do you know this? Yeah, his like, eyes looked in his He's eyes. like, yeah. that boy,
0: when you were washing your hands, you left it on the hand dryer, so go check there. Wouldn't you be like, and then, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> no, and then he shakes his hand. He's like, great, great to meet you. No, and and again. Again. Yeah. Like, no, wait a second. I got a lot of questions luckily we don't have to wait too long Uh. yes
0: so in the next scene he's in dr john's office who uh, let's take a minute yes holy shit yes the setup of this scene is an exact like literally exact framing replica of jack torrance's interview with Mr. Ullman from The Shining.
2: When he took the job as the caretaker. Yes,
0: I mean the position of the desk, where Danny yeah, is sitting in correlation, like the exact same Even the yeah.
2: The framing of the two actors to their yes. respective cameras yeah. is exactly the same. There
0: is a red binder on Dr. John's desk in the same position. There are teacups. There's an American flag. <laughs> yes, the American there, flag, it's yes. It's the same. Yeah. Fi- it's, it's like... The
2: color of the walls.
0: And we had just watched The Shining for the episode that we did, And so seeing the movies back to back like that, it's like that had to be pretty painstaking. And for a pretty small percentage of people that would be paying attention enough to be like, I've seen this before.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, dude, even his nameplate looked to be the same font. Like, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And it's more to just the credit of Mike Flanagan.
0: All all day,
2: like all day.
0: (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) John found the watch, and it was exactly where Dan said it was. Mm -hmm. And Dan's just basically like, oh, it was a lucky guess. It's like, there was no guess. like.
2: (laughs) and this is a testament to good writing to me, because when Dan said that, I was like, my ass. And then Dr. John goes, my ass. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I felt.
0: So basically, John offers Dan a job as an orderly at a hospice. And interestingly, he's like... Are you okay with
2: death? Yes. And then Dan says, well, we're all dying. And it reminded me of how Jack Torrance had an answer for every fucking question in his, in interview. his interview. Yeah, it's that's like, right. Well, you got that from your daddy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's natural.
3: You came you know by it honestly. You know what
2: you're doing.
0: So in the next scene, we're back on the beach, I guess, when Andy had her transformation.
2: Yeah. They're listening to a radio.
0: They're listening to a radio.
2: And the song playing on the radio is the song that played on the gold in the gold room. Yep. In the shining. It's just these... it did sound familiar.
1: <laughs> yep. I was like, What kind of old shit are they listening to? But that's what it was. Yeah.
0: So Andy tells Rose that it hurt and it yeah. felt like she was dying. And Rose is like, Well, you did.
2: You're like, Wait what? And she goes,
0: am I still human? And Rose is like, well, do you care? Which does not answer the question. Terrible
2: answer. Uh, And yes, I I do care because I asked you about it.
0: Am I a human?
1: So I'm also confused because there's somebody in the back playing with the grill or cooking on the grill i didn't it's even notice like, that yeah, yeah so it's like are, do you guys eat food or do you eat children <laughs> I've, like, i have, which is it it's all like, of
2: the above i mean i eat vegetables and meat i guess <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well, that's, you know what i mean, what mean? I oh, but I'm, at, it's yeah, weird like was, what satiates you is at, it well yeah, at one point she's
0: getting groceries yeah well, and she has yeah, peanuts okay. in her basket <laughs> but it's just, you know <laughs> like just we <laughs> like weird. to
2: snack no but just because we're psychic vampires we don't like the nosh i mean come on you ever had a
1: and then another one is just playing with the gun or cleaning a gun, just sitting back there and it's You're like just if, hanging out. If you yeah. have again, if you guys have these powers, why do you need a firearm for? Can't you just stop somebody? Hey, we'll get th- to that
2: in a minute because there's a big deal that I want to talk about with that exact point.
1: All right.
0: I'm glad I'm not the only one. That <laughs> no, 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 it no, then.
3: no, yeah. yeah. Uh...
0: all right. So in the next scene, we're at the hospice, and Dan has accepted the job as an orderly, and he's mopping the floor. And I guess the communal cat.
2: Right. Well, it's asy. Fu- <laughs> it's funny because the cat looks like it was pushed into the scene. Ooh, yeah, you know are <laughs> yeah. like, you did it. you're on. This is your cue. The cat's like, oh shit, sorry, sorry, right, sorry, right. sorry. Right, go cat. <laughs> <No>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. As he goes inside a patient's room and Dan goes in to get the cat out, and the patient goes, Doc, which A, he could be mistaken for a doctor, but B, like, they called him Doc. His parents called him Doc. Yeah. Yeah. Dick calls him Doc. Mm -hmm. So the patient, when Dan's trying to get the cat out, he's like, No, that means it's time. Like, the cat always knows, you know, whose turn it is. And basically, it's mine.
2: I read that aside from. All the questions that Stephen King would get about, well, where is Danny Torrance now and all that stuff, one of the main reasons he wrote this novel is because he read a story, not a fictional story, Hmm. a true story about an old folks home that had a cat and when he would go into wow. people's rooms, they would be found dead the next morning. Like the cat knew that they were about to die. cat was oh, killing them. Maybe him. the cat was killing them. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cat suspects the cat. Him, yeah. Yeah. So, but, so that was kind they of think I'm a, genius. Yeah. a few of the jumping off points that made him write Dr. Sleep, wow. And so that's kind of where this that's came from was an actual that true story. Is interesting. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: But the patient says that, I mean, I guess basically he's ready, but he's just scared that it's going to hurt. And Dan tells him it's not gonna hurt. It's just like going to sleep. Right. And he calls Dan Dr. Sleep. Right. Roll credits. Where you getting- <laughs> yeah. So then the patient exhales steam and dies.
2: So, two things here. One, he called him Doc.
0: Uh huh. He
2: knew about the cat and its uh-huh. powers. And then. Dan was able to talk to him in his mind. Yes. So this old man had the shining. He had the shining, right. yeah. And I honestly don't think he thought he was a doctor. I think he, he knew. He was calling him no. a yeah. yeah.
0: And honestly,
2: this might sound weird, but I think the cat also has the shining.
0: <laughs> no, I think, I think he does too. Right? I think all cats have the shining, to be honest.
1: <laughs> Doesn't he tell him, though? He's like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Because so, he said, yeah, yeah. So you're probably right. He did. He knew. He had something. He mm-hmm. knew something.
2: And the fact that he had steam at all. He yeah. Has to. No.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a really like beautiful scene. Honestly. Oh, it is. Yeah. And there's another one like it that every time that I've watched it, it's almost made me want to cry. Really. Yeah. It's like the power that Dan has. It's this is perfect. Like this is just yes. the perfect. He's exactly where he should be. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. perfect for him. The old man is right. Yeah. In his moment of fear, Dan used his power to comfort right. him he like it's just it's just really beautiful and
2: it's a good character moment for dan because yes. it's like yeah, look yeah this power doesn't always have to be fucking yeah. locking up monsters it yeah. doesn't have to be <laughs> you can comfort people you can help people and it kind of fits in with what dick was telling him earlier he's like yeah. look you're gonna need to do what i did for you yeah and maybe he's seeing like okay well shit maybe i can
0: it doesn't all have to be bad yeah so dan comes home to his apartment and written on that chalkboard wall is the word hello with a smiley face in it, just like on the card that Abra had made for her mom. So he takes a piece of chalk and writes hi back. And then in her room, we see...
2: How do you know it wasn't the landlady?
0: Right? No. <laughs> just want to check in. We see the little girl Abra giggle and then roll over and go to sleep. So now we jump forward eight years.
2: Was not expecting that. No.
0: And I think this is when they shave Dan's beard.
2: I think so. And
0: I'm like... When guys get their shit together, they can have a beard then too. Like, the clean shaven face doesn't mean, oh, he's got his life on track. Like, good men have beards. I'm sitting with two of them right now.
2: Well, thank you. Uh, I will say, though, I do have a beard and I do not have my life on track.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It goes both ways, damn it. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, Dan is receiving his eight-year chip and AA. And for his speech, he talks about Jack. And said that he got to know him best through his drinking, which is really fucking sad. Yeah. yeah, And that Jack had only gotten his five month chip and that he would have liked to be where Dan is now with his eight year chip. Yeah. And so he dedicates his chip to his dad who tried to kill him. So it was like a really powerful moment. Mm-hmm. Later at the hospice again, Dan has kept this job this entire time. And as he goes into another patient, and we see Dan much more comfortable with his role as Dr. Sleep.
2: It's like his second position at the yes. place. And
0: uh the patient says that he's afraid of there just being nothing. And Dan's like, No, we go on after. Yeah. And starts talking about the patient's house and people that he knew and mm-hmm. He says that he can taste his mom's blueberries that she used to grow. And Dan's like, I can taste them, too. And then they start singing a song that Dan talks about hearing playing on the radio. And the scene kind of fades with the old man singing it. And it chokes no, it's, me up it's... every time I see it.
2: I it's don't know. Just it's very comforting. It's, it it's sad, but it's, it's, but it's sad sweet. in a beautiful way. Yeah. Right.
0: So back at Dan's apartment, morning is written on the wall with a <laughs> smiley face in the O.
2: Yeah. So this has been going on for years. Eight
0: years now. And Dan writes back school. <laughs> and back at Abra's house, she's 13 years old now. And her mom is calling her for school.
1: So this time has passed. How did she find him anyway in the first? No,
2: place? No, that's a great question. I mean, there's
1: he... no kind of connection there, right? I well, mean...
0: after I feel like after he stopped drinking, he's shown brighter. A, and B. Well, I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So now we're at the True Knot camp, and Crow is looking for Rose, and he stops to ask Grandpa Flick if he's seen her, and Grandpa Flick is like coughing and clearly fucking sick, right? Yeah, and he says he's fine, but he's not fine. (laughs) Um, Crow finds Rose sitting on top of the trailer in like a meditation pose, Mm -hmm. and kind of vaguely says oh, I think he is somewhere in Iowa and we'll take a road trip when I'm sure I've found him. And we're, I mean, we don't know what the hell he's talking about. But Crow's basically like, we need to open up a canister of the steam. And he's like, it's been six months and that steam was weak sauce. Yeah. (laughs) So we're already feeling the effects of not eating, I guess, or drinking or whatever the fuck they do with the steam. Inhaling. Inhaling. And Grandpa Flick is looking pretty rough. And Rose clearly does not want to open a canister and is like, well, we're closing mm. in on what? Yeah,
1: she's, maybe she's sneaking some on her own.
0: <laughs> she's like, I'm well, fine. That's yeah, why right. she's stronger
3: than everybody yeah. else. Exactly.
0: <laughs> she's like, well, I don't want to waste it if we're closing in on a kill. And Crow's like, I might not be able to find him if we don't
2: yeah. have some. I was kind of bummed because as I was watching this, I saw, because I, it's Flanagan, I'm looking for Easter eggs. I saw that Rose is wearing a shirt that says "Red Clay Strays," and I was like, "Ooh, what Stephen King reference is this?" So I look it up, and it's just a band from like Alabama, like <laughs> right. a real band, and it's even a modern band. So I was like, "Damn it!" So it doesn't even show her age. It's Never not, mind. Yeah, they, I, they have a song I, on the soundtrack as well. It's no. in the movie. So I was like, "All right, that's fair enough, I guess." That's
0: pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I also
2: looked and tried to find anything. Uh huh.
1: And again, somebody's working on the grill. No smoke, no fire, <laughs> no food, nothing. They're just pushing around with a spatula.
2: There's nothing there.
0: That's how they cook.
2: I, what, <laughs> what if before they joined the True Knot, all they did was barbecue and they're like, look, I'm just going to fucking right, do that. It's bad. a muscle yeah, memory. Not real, yeah. It's my hobby. She meditates, I fucking mess with the girl. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Crow brings up the troubling for them notion that there's just less steam in the world. And he attributes this possibly to cell phones, diets, or Netflix.
2: A little too modern for my taste. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are on the road. What do you know of Netflix?
0: Right. I thought that was a little odd. But Rose doesn't want to admit that there's less steam in the world. And Crow's like, well, you you know it's true. And he's like, well, are we low? Is that why you don't want to open one? And she's like, no. So begrudgingly, she opens one. And it looks mostly stocked in their little cooler.
2: I understand wanting to keep some reserves.
0: Yeah, but she does get one. And she opens it up and Crow leads Grandpa Flick to drink first. But then everybody swarms in and starts drinking. Except Rose.
2: I know, Rose does not. And this is a very good character moment for Rose because it's like, look, I take care of mine. Yeah. This isn't about me I wasn't the one that ate first. I no. didn't eat at all.
0: And it kind of speaks to the group because they lead the oldest and weakest first. first. And yeah. you're,
2: you're like, you know what? It's a community. They're doing some bad shit, but they're not all bad. They love each other. There's some, uh... Unless she's
1: taking some off the top. You are committed yeah, we, to this theory. I'm just
0: saying.
2: I will. I trust Rose the Hat. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: You might not want to do right. that. Hmm? Right. I'm sorry. what I didn't watch the end of this movie. Yeah, I,
2: I stopped watching at this moment. It's like, damn, she's a good person. Click.
0: Right. And I'm done. Yeah. So soon we see who the him that Crow was talking about is. The next scene, we're at a baseball game. And the kid in question, Brad, played by Jacob Tremblay, is playing. And he's number 19. Which, again, is a direct reference to the Dark Tower series. Yeah, like, I thought that was neat. I, it might sound ridiculous that a number is a reference, to, but it is. it It is. It is. <laughs> right. Um, so a guy in the crowd is saying how great number 19 is, and it's like he can read the pitcher's mind. Oh, yeah. So the boy clearly has the shining. But the guy that is saying this in the crowd is Danny Lloyd, who played Danny Torrance in... <laughs> The shining. the shining yeah. yeah which is like that's it's so fucking cool yeah, cool. yeah. Really cool.
2: i read that he's a he's a teacher now that's and mike flanagan Would it be crazy
0: if your fucking teacher was oh Danny Torrance? Yeah,
2: no. <laughs> mike flanagan cast him in this cameo role via twitter oh my god he reached out to him on twitter and i guess he was like sure yeah. so cool. <laughs> and i'm sure it was a blast oh yeah
0: that's so cool but in the crowd we see Crow sitting there and watching. <laughs> He's like,
2: found you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, is anybody like who, who's, so that who's your guy? kid? Yeah. yeah. My kid. <laughs> oh, number nineteen. Yeah right. <laughs> I say that because it's obvious that his parents weren't there because...
0: Uh, Yeah, because after the game, he's walking alone on a long-ass road next to a fucking cornfield. Yeah,
2: it's like, first of all, your kid's apparently a baseball phenom. You don't want to come support that? (laughs) Come cheer him Not only that, wouldn't
1: the school have taken them, Don't yes. they have buses that for was that, the other, and they.
2: I I literally wrote he that needed down. The fresh air. I'm like, yeah, it's man. either either his yeah. parents took him or he rode with the the entire team. Why is he walking home yeah. in a cornfield? Children of the corn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that more Stephen King? <laughs> it's a reference. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So as we said, he's walking home alone, and the group's RV pulls up, and Barry, played by Robert Longstreet, oh, who was also in The Haunting of Hill House. There's some, I, that actor is very magnetic and I feel like I've only seen him in these two things, but he's,
2: there's if really it, good. Yeah. Get get in more work.
0: Please, Mike, come on. Yeah. But he's basically like, you know what, how they warn you not to engage with a stranger in school. Like he's basically doing that. He's breaking yeah. all the rules. Yeah. <laughs> but then Andy opens the door and is like, you trust us. You want to get in the car. And he's like, I want to get in the car. So he does.
1: Again though, what are his mutant powers? Why can he not I stop? Guess he, what no, you... they
0: said that he um, can read the pitcher's mind, so he's using his shining. So couldn't to you play? read
1: their mind and be like, oh shit, they're gonna kidnap me? Well, and Well, no, away. not if they're, they're aware
2: of it. Yeah, and they're like, they're like thinking, pink elephants, pink elephants, puppies. Yeah. puppies well, uh,
1: corn, yeah, corn, 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 corn. But that just makes it. See, I don't like that. I don't like that. That's not. I'm gonna kill you and drink your steam or. But you're the whole time, it's like, no, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Baseball. It's like, (laughs) come on.
2: But the thing is. is Court, (laughs) court, 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 court. Yeah,
1: that's.
2: (laughs) We don't know the rules, okay? I know, but I'm just saying. Andy worked quick. She got to
1: him quick. She did. But he, I feel like he would have had enough time to be like, wait, you're thinking something wrong and then be like oh shit and take off running well
0: but like Crow was actively pursuing her and it still didn't work on him like he was focused and he knew what she was capable She's of doing good and it still didn't yeah, work and on he's him
2: he's Crow and he's been but around it, she Yeah, she didn't and come out first though Brad the is a
0: guy boy. did yeah but it still worked so yeah. why
1: wouldn't you be able to read his mind and be like you're gonna try to kidnap me and it's him it's not take necessarily
0: off? mind reading but you just because...
1: said that he can tell what the pitcher's doing
2: well, so where maybe, he, maybe a, that. he
0: gets a feeling
2: or something yeah because the thing is that they mention it very early on, that a lot of people have shine, but they don't but even they don't know, it. know. So he could so be maybe like, he could damn, get a I feeling. just fucking yeah. rule at baseball. Yeah. and not even think beyond. And that's that.
0: the only
1: way, I the guess. only time that he's tapped into it. I just I want to see them fly or do something crazy. <laughs> I don't wanna...
0: <laughs> And I kind of appreciate that there are different levels. Yeah, because I feel like this movie would make no sense if everybody had the same amount of shine and the same amount of resources. No, and, no
1: the... the... I get that. He's I, grade I one get it. shine. Yeah, I, yes. I, I, <laughs> he's grade one. I it.
0: So that night, the group is in, like, a... I don't even know what... Like, an industrial, like...
2: It's, like, a... Almost like a construction situation? Almost, yeah. Like a mill or something? Yeah. 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 And
0: uh, Barry carries Brad over to the group and drops his catcher's mitt.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And Brad is screaming and begging, and they tie him up to the ground. Right. Rose introduces the fact that pain and fear purify steam
2: so again it's very reminiscent of pennywise because yeah. he liked to get the kids good and scared before yeah he took it a, only worked a if bite. they were scared yeah and to me it's this creation of this universe that stephen king is making it's like all the monsters they feed on fear literally
0: yeah which is really scary oh
2: yeah so just don't be afraid of anything yeah <laughs> never and you're, be scared. you're cool
0: So in that vein, she tortures him. And every time he screams, steam comes out and they are hungry. They're just lapping it up. While this is happening, Abra wakes up disturbed. And she can, I guess, see this happening and yells at them to stop. And Rose feels her. Mm -hmm. Abra falls to her bed and is screaming. And her parents rush in. And words explode, like not drawn on the chalkboard, but etched into Dan's wall. He wakes up and looks into his mirror, reflecting the wall, and it says red rum. Right. He turns around and looks at the wall, and it says murder, which is the exact opposite of what Wendy did in The Shining. She saw red rum and then looked in the mirror and saw murder. So that was another great
2: little moment. yeah. Yeah.
0: So he writes who. And she writes back, baseball boy. I would be like,
2: what the fuck? It's a superhero.
0: Yes. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah. So the true knot kills Brad and collects the rest of his team.
2: He's good to the last drop. Uh,
0: apparently, um, yeah.
2: Now, I will say his team is going to take a hit this season. Oh, no. <laughs> going to handle he was more ace. losses than they
1: expected. All right, they use that kid as a bong, man. <laughs> they... <laughs>
0: So they bury him and Rose tells Crow that someone on the East Coast was watching them and they have huge steam and that she's going to be ready for them next time.
2: Right. Also about Dan, his landlady is going to be pissed about that wall.
0: I. That's the first thing <laughs> I yeah. thought because that like,
2: lady no, was so rich. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. fuck. He should be writing an apology instead of <laughs> what boy?
0: So the next day, Dan writes, hope you're okay, your friend Dan on the wall. And Abra goes downstairs and says, I made a new friend named Dan. So I guess they've never exchanged names yeah. this whole eight right. years. So her mom basically is like, are we not going to talk about yeah. that shit last night? <laughs> <laughs> and she says that she knows that Abra's head is like a radio and sometimes weird stations come in. And Abra's like, no, not anymore. Like, no, I'm fine. Yeah.
2: That, it's not like she can turn it off. No. You and know it, it, what I mean? It,
0: it like... I feel like this is really like almost powerful because when you're a kid or when you're interacting with a kid, there's so much subtle stuff that you can do that makes them think, oh, this is okay," or, oh, this is unacceptable or, oh, this is weird. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that scene that we had seen with the spoons, Abra was like, "Okay, they don't like this. This isn't okay." And I'm sure there were other instances like that as she was growing up. And she's like, well, I'm just going to. Hide
2: not, this. Yeah, they don't do want to know or, about this, so yeah. I'm
0: not going to do this and I'm not going to share this with them.
2: They're aware of it enough to where when those things happen, they're not like, What the fuck is wrong with our kid? They know enough, but like you're saying, it's she, kind of like a.
0: Uncomfortable. Like yeah. they're not happy about it. Right. I
1: know it'd be creepy, but wouldn't you be like, Can you give me the lotto number? <laughs> or
2: like, or How far you know? can we take this? Yeah. yeah. Use that shine yeah. of yours. To...
0: <laughs> so, Abra goes to the library. And is reading everybody's mind, including one little girl who calls her a freak. Yeah. She's looking through a missing child site and she finds a picture of Brad. So she finds his name. She goes back home and we find out that her dad is writing a book. Yeah. And I felt like this was another interesting parallel because dan's dad was writing a book as well mm-hmm. clearly their dads are very different oh but yeah still her, her
2: dad seems very kind
0: yeah i just thought it was interesting mm-hmm. Abra goes to her room and kind of focuses on brad's picture like life is strange style just
2: and- <laughs> <laughs> gotta line up those sticks
0: yeah. <laughs> and um she can see barry in the van And her eyes go white and she sees everything. And she sees that they killed Brad at Limerick Industries, which is another Dark Tower reference. Mm -hmm. Abra starts floating next to her window. Yeah. And I guess Astral projects herself to where Rose is. And Mm -hmm. this is when she is grocery shopping and getting her peanuts and whatnot.
2: What a life. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, we we go across the country, (laughs) eat some kids, and then uh, also we need peanuts. I
0: want a snack. Yeah. So Rose senses her and kind of reaches back behind herself to where she's touching Abra's head. Right. And Abra forces her out of her head. Rose is standing like by a dairy case and the case explodes. Mm -hmm. And Rose is like pushed back, like sliding on the floor. Yeah. And her nose is bleeding. We go to Dan, who has passed out at an AA meeting.
2: Yeah, I didn't understand this. I didn't know if he also was privy to what just happened. I think
0: he was affected by it, like, when the spoons fell. They're all connected. Right. And so when she really violently affected Rose... It, like, sent a shock to the whole system. Yeah. Yeah, But Billy wakes him up and is like, who's Tony? Because you were asking him for help. Yeah. Which is, like, fucking sad. Yeah. In The Shining movie because it's different in the book. Right. Dan talked to his imaginary friend, Tony, and Tony was actually The Shining. He just didn't realize what was happening and interpreted it as an imaginary friend. So the fact that he has almost regressed to calling upon him is like, it's like he's being affected by The Shining as he did when he was a child. Like it's like the the strength of it is, is new almost. So that night Rose goes back to their camp or compound and tells Crow what happened. And she said nobody has ever been able to do that to her. Mm-hmm. And Crow's like, well, instead of. Well,
2: Crow goes bullshit. It's like, you don't believe her. <laughs> her nose is literally. Exactly. Still like, what the fuck?
0: So
1: <laughs> the one thing, too, I got out of this. They never use their real names no so all i could think was oh we're using our made-up names
2: now from (laughs) spider-man and i was like oh i was like why
1: is nobody calling the only you know there's no name
2: no she calls him crow daddy she's not like look uh, steve yeah
1: (laughs) but i mean even their little community thing is weird because they you know they got some weird
2: oh you mean coupling
1: yeah no yeah how is it like I, i thought you guys were a Family. Well, clearly, not-
0: Rose and Crow are romantically involved something with each other. On and, there. and in the book, it's Rose and Crow and Rose and Andy. She's busy. She's busy, yeah.
2: Damn.
0: But Crow is the main. Crow's the OG. Hmm. So he broaches the subject of turning Abra like they did with Andy instead of eating her basically right, right. and rose is like no nobody with that power should be in the group that's, which is like pretty fucked up i yeah. think that's
2: some jealousy she's yeah. like Look. oh yeah. but she's the
0: only person she's met that's stronger than her exactly
2: she's like i'm king shit and i will remain yeah. king yeah. shit. Yeah. period Until, yeah
0: so the next day abra's mom drops her off at school but she leaves and catches the bus and no teacher or nobody no. just say, hey hey no. what are you doing little no. girl or
2: anyone on the bus yeah shouldn't you this be
4: in
1: a, school a, little girl well, parents too <laughs> parents a see her just walk away yeah. nobody's gonna be like hey what? that's such and such daughter like yeah. not everybody you know because we know some parents that yeah, go to school with the kids If you seen their kid walk off wouldn't you be like hey, well, hey where isn't are you going that, yeah what are you doing
2: it's they should like, have I know blown you're... up her spot and just I'm like oh no Abra school's that way yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go you got it turn around yeah that way there you go.
0: So she arrives at Teeny Town and sees Dan and he sees her, but he's like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. just keeps going about his business until she says hi in his mind. Right. And so he goes over to her and they sit on a bench together and it's the same position as when they were sitting on the bench earlier. But Abra is in young Danny's spot mm-hmm. and Dan is in Dick's spot.
2: He's fulfilling. Huh. Exactly. Yes. It's like it's I, cu- didn't Danny, yeah, I didn't catch circle. that. Dan has come full circle.
0: He tells her that this looks weird because he's a grown man and she's a teenage well, girl. Yeah.
2: Not wrong. Not wrong. Yeah. And
0: she's like, well, if anybody asked her, my uncle, your uncle, Dan. So he basically does what Dick did for him and Mm -hmm. explains to her that he calls it The Shining and that when he was little, he thought that it was Tony. And she's like, well, I thought you were an imaginary friend.
2: Because in all fairness, he has physical proof of their contact. She doesn't. She
0: doesn't. It's all in her head. Yeah. So finally she gives him the photo of Brad and she's like, now just go to Iowa and find his body. (laughs) i got a
2: tiny town to take care of. (laughs) Hold on. What kind of time do you think
0: I have, (laughs) little girl? If you bring me back the mitt, I'll find Barry because Barry was wearing it. Dan is immediately like,
1: some dangerous talk there yeah Yeah.
0: absolutely not hide your fucking shine this shit is dangerous go home leave it alone just stop
2: it begins and ends very similarly to the conversation that danny had with halloran where it's like look this is what the shining is stay out of room 237 don't fucking go in there he's like look this is what the shining is stay away from the true knot. don't fuck with them. he
0: and he basically tells her to shut exactly like just don't leave it alone So at the hospice, Azzy goes into a different room and Dan is like, oh, like you have your wires crossed. There's nobody in there.
2: (laughs) The shot of the hallway is the same shot as when Danny rounds the corner and sees the twins. It's that shot Like, perfectly. It's so weird for something as mundane as a hallway to be iconic. Mm -hmm. But it is. But it is. And you're like, just this small thing. Also, I read that whenever he is working as the orderly, he's reading the same magazine that Jack was reading in the Overlook. Like, it's just these small things. If you're paying attention, it just lifts this movie even more. Yeah.
0: That's insane. But Dan goes into the room and there isn't a patient, but there's someone standing inside. (laughs) And so Dan's like, I got
2: (laughs) fucking ready. (laughs) Got just the (laughs)
4: box for
0: For you. He starts getting his box ready. And then he realizes that it's Dick and he's happy to see him. Apparently Dick hasn't visited since he stole that woman's money.
2: Right. He's like, I can't watch this shit.
0: <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So he tells Dick that he hasn't seen an overlooked ghost in years and that the last one was Derwent, the guy that goes great party, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. He asks what happens to the ghost that he locks up. And Dick, just like Rose earlier, is like, Do you care? It's like yes. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> matters. Man. I do. So Dick tells him Caw is a wheel.
2: Yes, a it is direct a
0: direct Dark Tower reference. And he tells Dan that he needs to help Abra. And to put it all into perspective, which this really does, he goes, you just walked into my kitchen and I'm still on the hook. Yeah. Like you just dropped into my life. You don't get to say, oh, no, shut it down. We're not doing this.' No. Yeah. Which I was like, damn, like,
2: that's, that's true.
0: Mm-hmm. He died for him.
2: hmm. He gave him ice cream, too. He did give him ice
0: cream, (laughs) which is more important. I don't know. Yeah. He tells Dan that this world is just a dream within a dream for him and that this is his last dream. He's not going to see him again.
2: He doesn't even say goodbye. No. I thought that was very odd. He's like, you won't see me again. And he's like. Well, he tells Brah. him that he grew,
0: he grew up fine, but he still has a debt to pay. And then he is
2: gone. Brah. I feel like there could have been a better goodbye. A
0: nicer conclusion. Because he seemed mildly pissed. the He whole did. It's like,
2: so the last time I see you, you're and just they- fucking miffed at me. <laughs>
0: That's how you want to leave things? So at Abra's house, her mom goes to check on her because she didn't come down for dinner. And she says that she's going to visit her mom, who is sick. And this is what's kind of fucked up is apparently Abra has picked up every cue that makes her feel like her shine should be suppressed. Mm -hmm. But her mom's like, is she going to pull through this time? So it's like, you can't have it both ways. And
2: she wants it both ways. She
0: wants it both ways.
2: It's like the lottery numbers, like JP was saying. Uh, Like, you can't just do it for just the things that you want and then make her feel like shit for something she can't control.
0: And I feel like Abra knows that, no.
2: She's not going to pull through. But she's
0: like, I don't know. I hope so. Like, again, just playing the role, I guess. So back at their camp, Rose goes back on top of the RV to focus. And in this really fucking cool looking scene, she projects herself and is floating alongside
2: the earth. It looks so good. Yes. And there's more later. But this scene in particular, I was really, really kicking myself for not going to see it in the movie theater. Yeah. Because I'm like, this would look it amazing been fucking yeah, on a that looked cool. massive screen.
0: Um, and we hear her heartbeat. So it's another, you know. Yeah, yeah. So she lands like a fucking cat uh-huh. on Abra Street. She sees her house and then flies into her room.
2: Their house, the address is 1980, whatever street they're <gasps> on. 1980 is the year of Kubrick Shining that it came out. Very, I didn't even notice that. Just want to point that out.
0: Um, she sees file, like file drawers. Cabinets. Cabinets, thank you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's the
0: word I All right. About it, right? It's all right. <laughs> um, and she says that they're Abra's memories, and she opens one and kind of starts leafing through it. And suddenly there's a spotlight on her, and the door slams hard on her hand. Mm-hmm. Abra appears, and she has no eyes, and she's wearing a short, like, purple bob wig.
2: Master of disguise.
0: Master of disguise. <laughs> and she was prepared because Dan had told her, look, they're going to be coming back. Yeah. Like, they're not done with you. Mm-hmm. Abra starts rifling through Rose's mind, which looks like, yeah,
2: it's very different. It's massive. It looks like Victorian, like a library. Also very, very much reminded me of my favorite part of Dreamcatcher.
0: I thought about Dreamcatcher, too. Another Stephen King
2: vehicle where they kind of keep all their memories filed away Mm -hmm. in physical boxes inside their mind. Also... (laughs) Rose was getting pretty pissed off about her going through the file. She's like, Those are uh, my naked drawings of Cleopatra or whatever, whatever. I don't know. She's like, get So mad. Yeah. She has so been around forever, is Ro- what I'm <laughs> trying to say.
0: Rose, to get away from Abra, pulls her hand out of the drawer Oof. along with some skin. Like, yeah, it is fucking brutal. it's, pretty it's bad. bad. So she flies out of the room and into her own body and lands so hard that she falls off the roof of the that IV. That shot's incredible. The, IV, the RV.
1: Yeah. It
0: really is. <laughs> And her hand is fucked up. (laughs) It is.
1: Yeah, it looks bad.
2: It does. It's like so uh, when you astral project, it's like some Freddy Krueger shit. It happens in real life. You you actually, yeah.
1: Can we mention this lady's catchphrase Constantly. Well, hello there, or hi there. It's yeah. just uh, through the it's whole her movie. thing. Yeah, it's like, like so it. that's your bad guy catchphrase. Yeah. Hey, so, yeah, I, <laughs> I got to be honest,
2: I love it. Yeah, no, I'm
1: just, I just wanted to yeah. point out that no, it's she like, says it yeah, quite a few. If, times. if they merchandised
2: a Rose the Hat doll and you pulled there, yeah. the string, that might well, be hello her, there. that might be <laughs>
0: her first line when she <laughs> I sees Lilith. Honestly, like you're totally like right, the crusty doll. So she's pissed. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to Crow, and Barry comes up, and they're like, you know, get the fuck out! Of-. And he's like, no, like you need to come because Grandpa Flick is cycling. He says, mm-hmm. and he looks very upset, and so we can kind of infer what that means. And from her bed, Abra is mentally telling Dan, "I got in her mind, like it was fucking.
3: You know, shouldn't <laughs> yeah. uh, say that, but yeah, I yeah. got in her mind. You know." <laughs> <It was fucking laughs> yeah.
0: So he gets up and goes to write on the chalkboard, and he's like, no, and he talks. Back to her, in her yeah. mind. Yeah. And she hears him. Back at the campsite, Flick is dying because they haven't fucking been eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That little bit of steam did not go very far. Yeah. Over yeah.
0: He says that he's scared, and Rose talks this dude up. Man. He's seen empires rise and fall. They've made statues and myths of him. He eats fear. You know, he, you're not right, scared. Right,
2: right. She pulls a doctor's sleep. She yeah. does. Oh, my God. No, yeah. yeah.
0: So, for the first time, we see one of the True Knot die. And it's not pretty.
2: No, the effects are very interesting. Yeah, like he's aging off and on. Yeah,
0: off and yeah. on. It's yeah, like time
1: is catching up with them. Yeah, yeah. As and he's, he's screaming. In. Yeah. screaming
0: and ch- and, yeah. and that change happens every time he breathes. I feel like in other movies he would explode.
2: Yeah. right. But he
0: just dissipates.
2: He like vaporizes. Yeah, into yeah.
0: a cloud of steam, and they all drink him. I
2: was like, you better not waste that steam. Yeah, let's eat, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is what he would have wanted.
0: Right. <laughs> So at Dan's apartment, and this is more fucking points for Billy, man. Dan goes to see him at 4 a.m. and basically asks if he trusts him. And he's like, look, I got some shit to tell you and you just got to believe me. <laughs> yeah. And Billy fucking does. Yeah, that's no, a he
4: hell does. of a guy right yeah. there. He's,
0: but we see Dan driving the car and Billy is asleep in the passenger
2: seat. He's a writer, die. Yeah, Dad. yeah no, he is.
0: Yeah. Abra appears in the back seat. And she tells him how mad and scared Rose was and that we're all libraries on the inside. And she's like, see? And she goes inside Dan's mind and Dan almost fucking loses control of the car. Right. And she apologizes and she sees the overlook in his mind. We see the typewriter and the hedge maze and he tells her that the overlook eats like the true knot. So at the camp, Crow tells Rose that they found her He's like, but you don't need to come because yeah.
4: <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> and
0: she does. She does not look happy. He says basically that Abra probably can track her or send yeah. her.
2: Yeah, he's like, in all seriousness, you got your ass kicked last time. Yeah, yeah so maybe yeah. send this one out. Yeah,
0: it's night now, and Billy is driving, and Dan is openly talking to Abra in the back seat as she tells him where to go, Mm-hmm. and Billy is just. All right, yeah, like, this, I guess is, yeah. this is what it is. They find the site and they get ready to dig. And Dan tells Abra to leave, which is probably a good call. Mm-hmm. Billy tells a story while they're digging about going deer hunting and seeing a deer disappear, only to find it dead the next day, and it looked like it had been dead for days. So again, I feel this is more. I feel like more- he's
2: got
3: some yes. shine.
0: But he says that the way that that deer smelled is what he's smelling now. And so they find Brad and Billy immediately throws up. I "I think I
2: would do You ain't never seen a steamless boy before. Uh,
0: (laughs) 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 So they drive back and the shot again is very reminiscent of The Shining. Mm -hmm. And Dan tells Abra that he needs to tell her parents because Rose will go through them to get to her. Well, they pull up at Abra's house, and her dad
2: almost fucks Dan up. He does, on sight.
1: Yeah. Understandably. Well, no, yeah. I don't think I'd be very happy either.
0: I've been talking... He said, I told you to show him. She didn't show him. She told him. I've been talking to a guy that I call Uncle Dan, and he... What the fuck does that sound like? Well, I'm
2: sorry, but (laughs) that's Abra's fault. No, it is. And if I'm Dan, Uh, I'm like, we're talking later, because that dude... (laughs) That's fucked up.
0: (laughs) Well, he was like, I told you to show him. So she does. And her dad collapses in the driveway and finally is ready to listen. And then
2: next scene, he's drinking some whiskey. After he goes inside (laughs) and gets himself a drink.
0: Dan tells Abra's dad that the police aren't going to help. And he gives Abra the mitt, the glove, baseball glove. So she immediately sees them in the van and says that they're on I-95 and they're getting closer. And Dan tells them to let them track her because they're going to play a trick on them. Right. And she's like, a magic trick? Yeah. Like she's still a she fucking loves it, kid. yeah. Yeah. So the next scene, they're in the car and Abra's in the backseat and says that they're following him. And Dan's like, just focus. So they drive over a bridge and it is the sound of Danny's big wheel.
2: Yes. Going
0: over the wood floor in the yeah. overlook.
2: It's like, Fuck, man. Easter eggs for days. This movie is just. Yeah, it's good.
0: So they go to a rest stop, I guess. And the True Knot rolls up on their spot. Oh, yeah. And Abra is sitting at a picnic table just waiting for them. They approach and Barry straight up has a gun behind his back.
2: Andy has a a syringe. Yeah. I'm like, so you're telling me that you know everything this girl is capable of, but you brought a gun and a syringe to the fight? That's well, what you did.
0: I think that her bringing the syringe is her admitting. I probably I mean, I don't I don't I don't fucking know. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that she can't put her to well, sleep, but she still does try to put her to sleep. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: she says the way they talked you up. I thought this was going to be harder. Yeah, yeah, I feel like well, this
0: was poor planning on the Knots yeah. part. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she does say I thought this was going to be harder. She uses her pushing and puts Abra to sleep. And then stabs her in the neck with that syringe. Mm -hmm. And she's like, (laughs) and then looks back, and she has just sedated Abra's stuffed bunny. (laughs) Now, they got got. They they got got.
2: But I do have a problem here. I love movies like this with little moments where, like, say, one character is a ghost, and then you go back and watch, it, and you're like, oh, holy shit, they never did look at that person or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Well, whenever Billy, Dan, and Abra arrive at the rest stop, Dan opens the door for Abra. I didn't even notice that, really. Yeah. I didn't either. And, and that, shouldn't I, I that shouldn't have happened. That shouldn't have happened. Because if they would have done it, if they would have shot it in such a way that maybe when they got there, Abra's already out of the car or something, that's fine. But the opening the thing- door, it, yeah. it gets rid of that mystery. It does.
0: The only thing I can think is maybe if he thought that they were watching. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, that's maybe. a good point. That's, that's that's all I got point. for them. I'll shut I'm, up. I'll defend it to the dead. No, that's a, good yeah, point. Yeah. that's a good point. I didn't
2: think about that.
0: That being said, I don't love this scene as a whole
2: i don't either as it unfolds it's like how am i supposed to it's
0: almost like what kind of movie am i watching because it takes a hard turn at this scene but i think we left off where she sedates the bunny yes dan and billy are in the trees with guns Mm -hmm. and barry immediately gets shot and he dies they they basically uh,
2: work through the entire tr- they untie the true knot. They untie <laughs> right. uh, the true knot, and um, I'm like, nice shine and text because where the fuck did you learn to shoot like this? My-, yeah,
1: my thing wasn't so much a shootout or whatever as it was, again, we don't see anything they do. Powers, no kind of shine
2: whatsoever. <laughs> One can't go invisible or something. Yeah, one, like you nothing. Would think. No, nothing the only happens. one that
0: utilizes her power in this scene is Andy. Mm-hmm. Not and, it. and then again,
1: if Dan is there, not one of you motherfuckers can pick up on his shine. Not one of you no. guys can tell. And I'm like, there. Ooh, let's
2: eat that guy. I just it's like,
1: wait, something's here. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, If they can her her. From... Yeah. Or Crow is like, wait. Something's wrong. I
0: feel like we have
1: have these people here if they don't do anything. We
0: have a very very high stakes showdown with a good side and an evil side, both of which have these insane supernatural capabilities and it's fought with fucking guns. Yeah, Yeah. that's my That's... that's I feel like that could have been a way cooler scene and it was handled very differently in the book, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah, that, the yeah, fact that it a was bit of a, a very yeah. physical and material fight is a bummer. Yeah. And I will say that's my only sin for me for this movie is I just did not love this scene. That being said, after they kill Barry, they pick off every B member of the <laughs> True yeah. Knot and andy gets shot dan approaches her to finish her and he has no bullets dan tries to fight it but she eventually uses her power to put him to sleep
2: you should have been like but i'm doctor yeah. <laughs> this is my job
0: <laughs> she goes to kill dan after he falls asleep and billy shoots her before she can as she's dying she tells billy kill yourself and he does
2: now this was a little cartoony for me because when he killed himself, she's kind of she's changing cycling. forms and yeah. cycling like Grandpa, Grandpa Flick, Flick did. But after he kills himself, she's like,
0: <laughs> no. She-
2: Plus, didn't he shoot her in the neck? Yeah. Yeah. So how is she still talking? I don't know.
0: I don't like this scene, and I'm really mad that Billy got killed because God damn it, that all that man no, did, yeah. all he did was good. Billy was a moment of silence. Raise for Billy. your glass yeah. for Billy, <laughs> please. <laughs> So Rose, I guess, can see everything that's happening from where she is back at the camp, and she is screaming and crying the whole time. Abra suddenly realizes that the crow wasn't with them, and as she does, crow sedates her actual body at her house. And as he carries her out, we see that he has killed her dad. Yeah. And kind of the way that we see his body with the knife in him reminded me of Dick Halloran's body in The Shining when we see he's dead like it was very yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. so in crow's car
2: i guess yes yeah Van,
0: whatever the fuck he has sedated her to make her go to sleep and he says that like she'll drift in and out of consciousness but her shine is put to sleep basically and he tells her that his her dad's dead that we lost people on both sides and look it was all for nothing because you ended up you ended up here anyway
2: can we just call a truce at this point
0: i mean i i guess not (laughs) So Dan goes to Abra's house and finds her dad and he goes home and is crying for help and he calls out for Abra and he calls out for Tony.
2: Now at this point, because he's got a bottle in his hand, at this point I realize Halloran wasn't joking. He's really out of here because this is the perfect time for him to come (laughs) back and help. Uh, (laughs) Duck, don't drink. Nope. He's like, no, I'm fucking. Yeah,
0: he does almost drink and then he smashes the bottle to the floor and Dan finally tunes his mind like a radio and can barely hear Abra. And in this fucking great visual, the room tilts.
2: Yes. And
0: Dan slides across the floor. It, it's it's so it! And I remember seeing that shot in the trailer. And I know why they put it in the trailer because it looks so <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. Suddenly he's in the van with Abra uh-huh. and he sees what Crow has done to her. And they touch hands and he's like, let me, let me try something. They touch <laughs> hands and Abra sits up and asks where they're going. And then she goes, fuck, I feel hungover. And if you were Crow, wouldn't you be like, what, what the, the fuck hell? did this child just say? <laughs> then we see that her eyes are blue, like mm-hmm. Dan. Yeah. Crow realizes that she's not herself. And Dan's like, I'm the guy that killed your friends and looks around and sees where they are. Right. And he points out Crow's hubris That since he thought he was going to live forever, of course he didn't wear his Mm seatbelt. And so he moves the car or makes Crow move the car and he crashes the car against a tree and Crow is ejected from the car. Right. And Dan is ejected from the situation and he's back at his apartment. Right. Rose screams again. She's seeing or sensing everything that's happening.
2: So that's her whole crew.
0: That's everybody. She's the last one.
2: Abra goes over mm-hmm. and looks at Crow. And I was like, well, at least try this theme. Just see what <laughs> all the fuss yeah. is about. Report back. <laughs> exactly. Like, what? why is it so good? Why do they want it so bad? I don't know.
0: Instead, she watches Crow die. Rose projects herself into the road basically to call Abra a bitch.
2: (laughs) Yeah, there was (laughs) nothing really was accomplished here. But we
0: get this really cool shot where Abra hesitates for a moment and then just fucking walks through her. And Rose goes back to their little cooler for steam and fucking drinks everything. Dude,
2: she gets high on her own supply. She gets high on her own supply. And
0: we watch her hands start healing. So it's like, oh, shit's getting real. Oh,
2: it's the goods. This must be the big steam you were talking about.
0: (laughs) So the next morning, Dan finds Abra at a motel and she gets in the car and he tells her that they're going to Colorado to the overlook because the place is dangerous for them, but it might be even more dangerous for Rose. Right. And apparently this is where the showdown is going to take place. So that night, Abra's mom calls her and she has returned home and seen her husband murdered on the floor. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, where are you? And Abra's like, love you. And hangs up the phone.
1: (laughs) I would hope that my mutant kid or my (laughs) shine kid would say a little more than that.
2: Well, she throws the phone out the window as well. And I was like, dude, Rose can track you. Oh, yeah, law enforcement also exists. Yes, (laughs) You are a missing child.
0: But she tells Dan that when they're safe, he needs to call her mom and tell her where they are. They stop to get gas. And before we leave, we get the music from The Shining.
2: Yes, it's the Deus Irae back again (laughs) from the dead. And this is one of two shots that were actually from The Shining. Yes. The sweeping motion from the water over to the mountain road. It's from The Shining, but they just... It's just, just sharpened exactly, and darkened. Yeah. Yes. It looks really good. It's fucking yeah. insane. I can't believe it's the same footage. It's unbelievable. And oh my God, I got goosebumps. Yes. I did because I love The Shining so yeah. much. And I'm like, we're we're headed back.
0: So they arrive at the Overlook Hotel. Dan tells Abra to stay in the car until Rose has arrived because he doesn't want her in the hotel any longer than she has to be. But he needs to go inside and wake it up. This is the best part of the whole movie.
2: Absolutely. The
0: movie is great so far, but it has all been leading up to this. Yes. This is everything. Dan walks inside the overlook and lights start to turn on for him as he's walking in. He goes downstairs to the boiler room and turns everything up and on. Right. The hotel looks bad and aged and old. He goes to their old room, their apartment or whatever that mm-hmm. they had stayed in and sees the hole in the door.
1: Yeah. He
0: goes over to the bathroom and we get the exact shot of him as the <sighs> here's Johnny scene. Yes. From The Shining. We get a flashback to Wendy screaming in the bathroom and I feel like in this scene, she really looked like Shelley Duvall. Oh, no, it was yeah. great. He looks and sees the window that Wendy helped him out of when he ran away. Like, it's a lot.
2: No, it's incredible. A lot happened
0: here. Now we're at my favorite scene of the and whole
2: fucking movie. Before we get into this scene. Okay. Every single shot so far of him walking through, the angles and the shots are what we remember of Kubrick's The Shining. It's like Flanagan chose... Particular angles on purpose to oh, remind definitely, you. Definitely, definitely. And the framing of Dan in all these shots is the framing of where Jack Nicholson was in the frame in The Shining. It's just unbelievable. It's like a trip down memory lane.
0: Yes, a horrible, horrible memory lane. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: the one you don't want to remember. <laughs> yeah. But take us to the best scene.
0: Dan goes to the gold room, and it's funny because I was really wondering how you were going to take this scene. Really? To me, it is my favorite part of the entire movie. But you're weird. I am. So I was really, I was really one. I knew it would go, it would swing dramatically to one side or the other. (laughs) As he walks in, all the candles on all the tables light up. There's a glass on the bar. He sits down and looks forward just like Jack. Yes. Like exactly like Jack in The Shining. And we hear somebody say, slow night, Mr. Torrance. (sighs) The bartender pours him a drink. And Dan goes, This was your brand that he remembers from when he was a kid. Right. Yeah. So the bartender says his name is Lloyd.
2: Just like the bartender in The Shining. Just like the bartender yeah, in The Shining. The same thing.
0: But we finally get to see him. And it's fucking Jack Torrance as played by Henry fucking Thomas.
2: <laughs> fucking incredible. Incredible. <sighs> he suggests Nicholson. Uh, In such a weird way that I never saw before, or I would have never guessed or even cast him. And I read that they had thought about casting people that looked like Jack Nicholson. I'm so
0: glad that they didn't.
2: they had thought of Christian Slater, Leonardo DiCaprio. What? And they even thought of using Jack Nicholson himself, but de-aging him. Right. But this (sighs) choice... Is so smart and it's so well done.
0: I was amazed. I think I the first time I watched this, I watched this whole scene with my mouth open.
3: It's so yeah. powerful. I like I couldn't
0: believe that I was seeing what I was it's seeing. Powerful. God, like ugh, it's I can't. It's just so good. <laughs> so Dan starts telling him pretty much what happened after everything mm-hmm. that they had moved to Florida because they never wanted to see the snow again. He says that Wendy died when he was 20 and back then before someone dies he would see flies all over their face and he called them death flies and the last time he saw his mom she was covered in them and Lloyd is like
3: all right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so he tries to get him to take a drink and I, I wrote this down Dan says a man takes a drink the drink takes a drink and then the drink takes the man I was like
2: god, god damn. <laughs>
0: But then Lloyd slash Jack calls it medicine and he goes on this whole speech about a man is surrounded by mouths and he has to provide for the mouths and it's enough to make you sick. It's enough to make a man sick. And this is the medicine for it.
1: Amen. <laughs> it's, it's rough. like it...
0: <laughs> And so Lloyd drinks and then after he gives his speech, he pours the glass again and Dan is crying at this point, And he won't drink when Lloyd, is, Lloyd Jack is trying to get him to drink. Mm-hmm. So Lloyd slaps the glass off the bar. And Abra calls Dan. And when Dan turns around, we see that the glass is back on the bar. And mm-hmm. nobody else is there.
1: I do want to say, though, and I know you didn't mention it, but he tells them um, the mind is a chalkboard.
0: Yes. And this and is that, the eraser. This is the
1: eraser, which is very true, but, I mean, <laughs> but remember he got that apartment and it had the chalkboard on the wall. Yes. Oh, he never sh- used it.
0: Shit. But
1: when he stopped, because he was drinking. Mm-hmm. But when he stopped drinking. The chalkboard filled the up. The chalkboard filled up. That's that is
2: really good. Fucking so, a great observation. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting because this scene, it marries Dr. Sleep and The Shining. Absolutely. Of course. But at the same time. It shows you the distinction between Stanley Kubrick's The Shining and Stephen King's The Shining. Kubrick's The Shining was about isolation and your past and your inability to escape it and the history that carries on. Right. Stephen King's The Shining was a more human story about alcoholism, Mm -hmm. the difficulty of maintaining the family unit, anger. anger, frustration, And that kind of a thing. So this brings everything together. full circle. Yeah. And it's done so masterfully.
0: It's my my favorite scene in the film. It's... And a great film. Yes. Oh,
2: yeah. A hundred percent.
0: So Dan goes, I guess, to the front doors of the hotel and Abra comes inside and says, this place is sick. It's like cancer, but worse. But she says, it's sick like my momo was sick. So I feel like she she, knows. She, yeah. she 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 already knew. But anyway, Dan eyes an axe behind some emergency glass, which is again very full circle. Mm-hmm. Outside Rose arrives and she sees their car. She walks in and surveys the overlook. She sees the elevator with blood pouring out of it, which, again...
2: Incredible.
0: And uh, she kind of looked pleased.
2: She's like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I'm home. That's what I like to Did see. Did she
1: know that the hotel was bad, or was she getting off because the hotel
0: I, was bad? Or a little bit of both. I don't know. She's, she wasn't <laughs> I afraid. Know. I know that. Yeah, well, no, I she wasn't be. afraid. Because
1: Abra was like, there's some shit going on here. And she walked in, and she's just like, hey. Because
0: they're on two sides of, of the coin. Okay, oh, yeah, Okay. yeah. 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 So here we are at the showdown. Dan and Abra are waiting for Rose on the stairs. Rose walks in. We see the typewriter. She's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And Dan tells Abra in her mind when this starts, run. Right. Clearly oh, it's yeah, going to be yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. So Rose is like, oh, yeah, run. And I'll find you yeah. and make you <laughs> scream for years. Like, she's like, bitch, that's not. He killed my whole family. Yeah. And she does. She realizes that he's the one that killed Crow. Yeah. Dan is like, go. And then both of their eyes turn <laughs> yeah. like. <laughs> yeah.
2: Start warging.
0: Yes. And Rose is transported into the frozen hedge maze. And we get this amazing aerial shot of this maze going on forever. Oh, it's incredible. She thinks she's in Abra's mind.
2: Right. And
0: she's chasing her around corners, which again, very much like The Shining. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Abra tells her you're gonna die here and she slices her leg
2: there's no magic in that that's just not at all that's just street (laughs) smarts Rose
0: is like look we're the same the only difference between us is time I was just like you but somebody gave me a sense of community and I wonder if that was Grandpa Flick that's
2: what I thought the way they had made it seem was like Rose had always led the true knot, but in that moment you're like shit Grandpa Flick she took over for him yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, that's why it was so sad when he died right but In all of this, Abra slices Rose's legs two more times. (laughs) (laughs) Too fast. Yeah. She she tries to do it again and Rose catches her by the neck. One of Dan's boxes is slowly coming up behind her. And she at the last minute realizes this isn't even your mind. Mm -hmm. And she breaks out. (laughs) Yeah. Back at the overlook, Dan tells Abra to run. Rose is like, how did we even miss you? And I mean, he was dulled.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, at the same when he point was a in kid time in when they were eating Violet, Yeah, he was fucking up. When
0: they were eating Violet. <laughs> he was getting yeah. the fuck
2: out of the yeah. Overlook.
0: And that was when he was like, I'm not using my shine anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. so. It was.
2: So she's like, he damn, for 40 years you've been yeah. just shining on and we're hungry.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah. She tells him that his steam is polluted, and she starts advancing at him up the stairs just like Jack came after Wendy.
2: Yes, and he is Wendy with yeah, the axe. He he's is windy, holding it like she like was. Just like she
0: held the bat.
2: Yeah, and Rose is even putting up her hands like Jack was uh-huh. when he was asking for the bat. It's, it's incredible.
0: Rose kind of tries to offer him the same deal that she gave Andy, and he's not having it. Nope. He's like says that she's the last of her kind, and she's like, no, I'm not. You know? I'm just the prettiest, is what she says.
2: No lies detected. (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) Dan axes Rose a question in her shoulder. He (laughs) gets right in there. Yeah. And she hits him with the butt of the axe, uses it to cut his femoral artery, and throws him down the stairs.
2: So now he's Jack in the equation, tumbling down the stairs. Yes. So he played both of his parents in the span of like a minute.
1: I'm just confused here because, again, he's not using his shine... So did she become stronger because she took she all ate their all dope? That.
2: Yeah. Probably, yeah, she But yeah. if
1: he's Again, he's the strongest they have dudes ever seen. You can't fight this woman. Well, she's but like she's you, on steroids. Yeah, she's like a she's thousand like hyped years old. Up. She's okay, eating all the again, steam in the world. What did he's the strongest he's ever seen? Well, he's the strongest so,
2: with the shine mentally. Okay, she could so physically. Be, why didn't he use
1: it? Because well, he, well, you don't have to touch him. I'm just well, saying. No, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, that, that was kind of like
0: well, what
2: more what, physical? Yeah, as opposed like, yeah. to yeah.
0: well, yeah, we've seen.
2: That's kind of yeah,
0: yeah. But I guess they physically can die. So he was like, "I'll kill her. Like oh, I, I will yeah, kill her."
2: Okay, yeah. Okay, well, okay. He, and I'll, he tried the shine; didn't work.
0: He did. Oh, that's true. He sent and her so to he's the, like, yeah. Well,
2: fuck! Yeah. I guess I gotta chop her up. Yeah.
0: So she goes down there and starts sticking her finger in the wound that she made mm-hmm. from his, uh, from, with the axe, and he is screaming, and steam is coming out, and she is loving it,
2: <laughs> lapping it up.
0: Yes. While she's drinking the steam, we are getting all these flashbacks of Danny running down the hall and Jack, again played by Henry Thomas, limping and chasing him with an axe. We see Jack coming at Wendy on the stairs. We see the drowned, rotting old woman. We see the twins. Like It's like the greatest tip. She's learning everything. Yeah. She realizes that he's not alone in his mind. And this is just a great line. Oh, yeah. She says, what are you hiding in there? Something special. And he says, they're not special. They're starving. Boxes fucking fly open. (laughs) And the bathtub woman grabs Rose. Everyone from the Overlook is there. Yeah, Derwent, the twins. Suspiciously, Roger, the bear dogman is not.
2: I want to know what he's up to these days. Yeah, what you got going on? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, they jump her and start sliding their fingers under the skin of her face.
2: It looks so good. Yes,
0: they drink her steam until she disappears, and only her hat is left, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but then they turn on Dan. Well, they turn
2: right. to Dan, and Dan should have been like, "Great job, guys! Right. All right, so if you could just if go everyone, and get back in your
0: boxes, <laughs> if everyone could return to their yeah, boxes, prove great through, no, no." <laughs> um, upstairs, Abra sees the twins. And then she sees Dan walk in, limping with an axe, just like Jack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one eye is white. Mm Mm-hmm. She runs upstairs and we see the iconic carpet. She sees Derwent and he's still like, great party, isn't
2: it? (laughs) He's still having a good time. He's like, I'm making the best of this. All right.
0: She goes into room 237 and Dan is screaming for her. Of
2: all the rooms.
0: For real. And the old woman is in the bathroom.
2: Uh-huh. She's
3: back home.
0: But like when she's looks like she's going to advance on her Abra's like bitch like fucking you. Yeah, wringing. she I, does. Like no. <laughs> Dan comes in and we have this moment that is basically the ending of The Shining Book but with Abra and Dan instead of Danny and Jack.
2: Right. Very interesting.
0: Yeah. Um she tells him that he's wearing a false face that he's not it's not Dan. Uh-huh. And she's like you don't realize that Dan stopped at the boiler room that's the first thing he did when he got here so dan almost chops her yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. he does but he gains control of himself long enough to tell her to run abra runs and he immediately is taken back over by the hotel yeah
2: that one milky eye is back that yeah, one milky eye did, is back yeah, <laughs> bad back. news
0: um i guess the hotel listened though because he's like oh shit we gotta, yeah, we, gotta we gotta go, gotta go yeah. this down stopped in the this. boiler room Abra runs outside and he goes straight to the boiler room and the boiler room catches on fire because he's able to stop his hotel self from turning everything off. Uh-huh. Dan is back himself and the flames start spreading around him. Now the camera pans over and we see Wendy
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then the camera pans back to Dan and he's Danny. He's a little boy again and Wendy is holding his face.
2: Incredible shot. I I read that it was actually shot in one take. Wow. (laughs) Ewan McGregor just got the fuck out of there as quick as he could. And then they replaced him with the child actor. It it looks so good. It's
0: a beautiful moment. It really is. And then outside the overlook, Abra is just watching as the overlook is overcome with flames and just dying. Back at her house, she's talking to Dan in her room and she's like, I knew you were going to be okay. And, She asked if he thinks that Rose was telling the truth about there being more of them out there. And he's like, well, maybe, but also there's more of people like you. Like Mm -hmm. there are there is evil, but there's still good. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really good message. Mm -hmm. And he says there are people like her, people who stand again, Mm -hmm. a
2: reference to the stand. There you go.
0: And he tells her that he was wrong about telling her to hide her shine away. And he tells her to shine on.
2: (laughs) John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Abra's mom comes in and Dan is gone. And we realize he died. Yeah. Yeah. Her mom's like, who are you talking to? And she starts to lie. And then she tells the truth. I was talking to Dan and we go on and he's fine. And dad's fine too. And her mom takes it well. She's like, all right. Her mom goes back downstairs and Abra goes to the bathroom where that fucking old bitch is still hanging out in the tub. We see her close the door and then the movie ends with music from The, from Shining. the
2: Shining. Yeah, it's the same song that ends The Shining. Uh, the same, so- same song from The Gold Room. Yeah.
0: And that's Dr. Sleep. What did you guys think?
2: I thought it was great. I, I, like I said at the top, Mike Flanagan had a very difficult task ahead of him. Definitely. And I think he excelled in a lot of ways. There were a few things that I probably would have changed. The difficulty of making a sequel to a film from 40 years ago, is that, no no pun intended, you open a lot of boxes (laughs) that that may not have needed to be opened. Like, just very quickly, for example, all the spirits from the Overlook Hotel eating Rose's steam, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what they were after the whole time, you know? Why did, in The Shining, in room 237, why did the old lady just rough Danny up? Why didn't she kill him and eat his steam?
0: Because pain and fear purify it so maybe she was trying to hurt him maybe she did drink a little bit
2: but she's like i'm gonna come and back that's later. why he was all regressed yeah. you know what i mean like it's little yeah. things like that but i'm like i understand why it fits into this movie and why it makes sense but if all they were after was steam why didn't they just and then dick halloran he's got the shining that's why true. didn't they fuck him up and that's why did a... they do anything to him and
0: that's also i mean that's the book too you
2: know so it's so... like i mean just little things like that but you're like you know if you're willing to overlook things like that and forgive overlook. them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't stop. You, you're going to see just amazing craft at work here. Mike Flanagan, everyone. <laughs> you know, just... He's incredible. But what did you think, JP?
1: I really enjoyed the movie, and I did love it. But like you said, there's a few things that I was confused about. Uh-huh. Or I was just like, I had questions, and... I mean of course that affected my score for the movie. Right. But it was well it was just like okay when they take her on the stairs like you're saying they were only after the steam or whatever again if she took all her steam dope and she's this strong, couldn't you have pushed these entities away from you? Couldn't you have been like, some of them, I'm she put, Rose the Hat, She, bitch. she put up and no then, fight. up no
4: fight.
2: You're yeah, right. She yeah, she didn't. She's like, just I guess like, I'm just going to uh, get eaten uh, now. Uh, you yeah. know
1: what I mean? For yeah. real? And she was terrified. You're, yeah, you're this yeah. bad motherfucker. So her motherfucker steam was delicious. Who's yeah. <laughs> lived who knows how long. These ghosts come, and you turn all Scooby-Doo, and you're like, oh, what happened? It's like, no, you know what I mean? They're going to
2: read my read, right? (laughs) right?
1: Couldn't you have just been like, not today, and pushed them off of you? You would think. But you didn't. You just let them eat you. And then the hat staying there and falling, of course, earlier in the scene when she was in the grocery store, when Abra pushed her away, she's like, don't touch my hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hat fell. What does that have to do with anything then? The hat's... I think... Was that her power? Was that her...
2: I think the like, hat was just like her being territorial in the grocery store. Yeah, and then but, the hat on the ground is like this perfect bookend for her death as a yeah. character. But I, I don't know. Like I said... You're
0: right, because all of her other clothes disappeared. I mean, you're right. You're right. All right. Oh, but, that's
2: what yeah. you're saying.
1: Yeah, it's a, really, yeah, it's, have, a yeah.
0: it's a really great fucking visual. No, okay? It is. It is
1: but but it, like I said, it was... There was just... Not that I had a lot of questions, but I feel like the lack of using shine from the other extras and her group, the yeah. lack of shine and the fighting when they're shooting you're not, each you're other. You're not wrong. You're the, not wrong. The questions. The and and I get it because I thought the same thing too. The little baseball boy. I was like, well, why didn't he use his shine? But mm-hmm. you're right. He didn't. He probably didn't know it.
2: Yeah. But the people in the true not know the right, they Yeah,
1: they know it, but and that but again that too if he knows what the pitcher's thinking how did could how could his intuition or whatever his shine not be like run <laughs> you know he's fixing a pitch whatever and you hit it but your shine isn't telling you when you're in danger your spidey sense doesn't go <laughs> off you know what I mean? There's just little There's, things. That, I, know, I agree like, with you. Yeah, I get and it. And they are, I can overlook them. And like I said, I did really enjoy the movie and yes, I love it. Absolutely. As a sequel and as like a finisher or whatever mm-hmm. to close it. But it did those small things. I. It did affect my score. I will say that.
0: I just wanted to make a couple points about the book. Okay. Because fucking of course I do. Right. In the book, Dan visits Abra's grandmother. And learns that Jack Torrance had an affair with her. And so Abra's mother is his half sister.
2: So he's. He's literally Uncle Dan. Yeah. Cut that. I don't like that yeah, at all. I, I don't either. Uh... I'm, and I'm also glad that they cut that.
0: When he visits her grandmother, he inhales her cancerous steam. <sighs> and that's how he defeats the True Knot. They all drink it and get sick.
1: This ain't the Green mm. Mile. What the <laughs> but fuck?
2: You know yeah. what? But you know what? Uh, but you know what?
0: I would have I rather seen that than a fucking gunfight. Honestly.
2: Honestly, if we're talking about efficiency, the movie handled it better. Yeah. I, I just don't like Because how do you separate her cancerous steam from your regular steam? I'm, Is there a different valve? I'm yeah. not a scientist. <laughs> like, look, if you drink from his All nose, right, I'm not it's a gonna steam be. Expert, exactly. But, uh... That's
0: actually a really good. One. You know,
2: so I, I, I actually, I take it back. Maybe the gun battle was probably yeah. smarter. Um,
0: I definitely like that they weren't actually brother and sister in that's the movie. No, that's yeah. a lot. Like, that's, that's a little a too convenient. Yeah, yeah, and also because the Overlook burned down in the book the final battle takes place on a campsite owned by the True Knot that is on the grounds of where the overlook stood. (laughs) So do you see the overlook at all? It's gone. No, I mean, it, like, I, do
2: they? Is it in their minds or anything? No, it's in their hearts. E, 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 you're yeah. on a
0: campsite that's on the ground where the overlooks. See, stood.
1: even that though seems kind of cheesy. You and, just picked this well, hang site on, out of hang
0: coincidence. On, yeah. Hang like, on, hang on. Oh god! Because if you want to talk about cheese, you're really not gonna like this next god. part. Oh no! Nice. Um uh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> When they defi- like, uh, like the movie, the true knot is wiped out before Rose. <laughs> right. And Rose is killed by Billy, who lives. And the ghost Hmm. of Jack Torrance pushing her off of a platform and she falls and breaks her neck and dies.
2: Nay, I gotta be honest with you. Mm. I hate this a lot.
0: (laughs) And Jack waves goodbye to Danny. Nay, I hate it. (laughs) 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 And I like the book. I'm talking shit, but... Uh, Nay,
1: no. No. I like the book. Also, Uh, the
0: hotel doesn't explode because it already exploded. Dan is still alive and at the end of the book he is celebrating... They're all together celebrating Abra's 15th birthday and his 15th year of sobriety. Now,
2: I will say, I I think that they did make a mistake in killing Dan. I feel like it, it sucks a it's lot so sad. that he had to sacrifice himself like that. So if that could have been played into the ending of this film, that would have been good. But yeah. they can lose no, everything yeah. else. Yeah. Literally <laughs> everything that, else. That
1: would have been fine. Yeah. If he
2: would have somehow yeah. got
1: out and then they would have showed that and whatever. But... Yeah, all that other stuff. I feel like nah, he really just
0: made it come full circle with the ending of the movie really parallel, par, Paralleling? Yeah. The ending of The Shining Book. And him... him yeah. Jack sacrificed himself, basically, to save Dan, right. and Dan sacrificed himself to save Abra. And it
2: also goes hand-in-hand hand with the film, because if he's taking on the Dick Halloran role... He's, he he yeah. died his yeah. lost oh, his yeah. life to... So, yeah. But none of that none of that
1: (laughs) we don't need all that other all that being
0: said my impressions on the movie i fucking loved it obviously right mike flanagan for the fucking win uh the movie was great seeing henry thomas as fucking jack torrance changed my life um (laughs) (laughs) like it was it was incredible and it really intertwined itself with kubrick's film just at an expert level that i can't it's it's insane so now we got to get into ratings <laughs> for all the reasons that I said. <laughs> and I also want to express a moment of remorse for not giving the shining. 10 out of 10?
2: No, I'm going to be honest with you. I would like to retroactively change my score from a 9.5 out of 10 on The Shining to a 10 out of 10. (laughs) If you will allow me to do such a thing, and and I will allow you to do such a thing. And if he,
0: Yeah, if you're allowed to do it, I'm, I'm allowed to do it. I would definitely give The Shining 10 out of 10. Agreed. Just because the things that I felt watching recreations of scenes of this movie, my only flaw against The Shining was them not fully explaining or exploring some aspects of it. I can fucking overlook yeah. that for just how fucking great that movie is. So if I'm changing The Shining to 10 out of 10, now we're going to get to Dr. Sleep. Right. And on a scale from one to 10 invisible boxes, I give <laughs> Dr. Sleep nine out of 10 invisible boxes.
1: Um, I love The Shining. I love this movie. And I get what you're saying. And I can overlook a lot of stuff. But for the reasons that I stated earlier. Right. I'm gonna give it an eight invisible boxes out of ten. <laughs> I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. But again, show me these people's shine. At least give you're me not, a glimpse. are not wrong. You're, at I least give, at least give me a the bald guy who died first in the gun battle, him levitate and why he's trying to get away they shoot him and then it's like oh shit so he that was his, power. That, yeah, that yeah. Was his yeah. power then i don't need to even what was crow daddy's whole point besides when did we see that though <laughs> he found the baseball boy and he found Abra. but when well it they just no, that, yeah see <laughs> that's what i'm saying at, or at least like because we seen uh The hat. We seen Rose doing her thing. thing. We seen Snakebite Lucy or whatever the hell her name is. Andy. Andy. We see her do her thing. What about the rest of the people?
2: That's a fair you point. You know
1: what I mean? We see Dan do his stuff. We see Abra do her stuff. The rest of the extras, they did nothing no. but died. Yeah. Like, they did nothing.
2: They were expendable bodies. Show
1: me a, at least even just like a glimpse of what they do. Or even if she was like, over there, that's George, and he can whatever. You're not, and, oh, you're Grandpa, not wrong. Grandpa, you know, he used to be you know uh, God amongst everyone, and now with his older age, we got to keep him. Whatever. Anything. Give me a little background to these people. No, I agree. You know what I mean? And it was just that. It's like, you want me to believe what's going on here, then show me me what everybody does. Mm -hmm. Not just pick and choose who does what. You know what I mean? When some people do nothing. And then again, with Dan, you can't tell me, oh, I've never seen a shine like yours before, but he does the smallest amount of shit. But
2: he almost tricked her. Yeah, but
1: who? Trick two. He Rose? almost
2: got Rose. He almost did it.
1: Oh, yeah, but even she figured
2: that out pretty quick. Barely. Yeah, she, but she was almost but, in the box. Yeah. But, I mean. Which, by the way, can you put real she... people in a box? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Where did
3: that See, come yeah. from? Yeah. <laughs>
2: That was, was never. Yeah, so how would we even know if that would work? That was never. So that it was, was like, worth Gotta try, it.
1: damn it. I know, but I'm just saying I would have liked a little more, but overall I love the yeah, movie. It's an I incredible I movie. could watch this movie over and over again mm-hmm. and watch The Shining before it and then watch oh, this yes. or For watch sure. this by
2: itself. To you. So, taking everything into account that both of you said, I think that This movie needs to be commended, and Mike Flanagan, of course, yes, for being able to bridge these two worlds that were, they started at the same seed, but they were at odds with each other. And he was able to do it in a way that's not only palatable, but it exceeds all your expectations of what you were even expecting. Not just on a technical standpoint, but on a storytelling one. Yeah. With everything taken into account, I think I'm going to have to split the difference. (laughs) I, I hate to do it but I gotta do it someone's gotta <laughs> I love this movie and I will watch it as a double feature for
0: sure oh, like yeah. hands down no Definitely. problem
2: but I have to give Doctor Sleep 8.5 <laughs> out of 10 right. invisible boxes
0: but those st- those scores are all still great No, no yeah. yeah and and
1: like you said taking it into account of and obviously I've never read the books just like you said you haven't Yeah. but if he is doing like you said bridging Fixing the books and the first movie to kind of, like, make sense with each other. It was, it was great. Phenomenal. Yeah, it was fantastic. But. I want a little more. <laughs> Just a little more. Just give me a little more.
0: Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Dr. Sleep and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke at Real Streeter 84 and at Travis MWH. And remember, always shine on until next time.